A young girl convinces her parents to buy her a baby alligator as a pet, but her dad flushes it down the toilet. Years later, the gator has grown to an incredible 36 feet long and taken up residence in the sewers of Chicago, where it feasts on discarded dog carcasses that have been pumped full of growth hormone. Now it's turning its sights on human beings and the 1980 creature feature, Alligator. I'm Connor Izagari. I'm Kelsey. And this is Filmgasm. Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Filmgasm podcast. Today's episode is Caleb's pick of our cycle, a lifelong favorite of his, 1980s Alligator. But before we get into that, we do have a quick update on the Rewind. This one updates three of our past episodes on Scream, Scream 2, and Scream 3. The sixth Scream film will be bringing back all the new survivors of the fifth film, as well as Hayden Panettiere, who is reprising her role from Scream 4. Uh, release date for Scream 6 is currently March 2023. And, uh, this is pretty exciting. I got, I lost my shit. I think I texted you. Yeah, you I texted you. When they finally confirmed Kirby was coming back. So I am on, look, I'm in that, I'm in the group that loves Scream 4. I know you're not as keen on it, um, but I'm in the group that really, really loves what Scream 4 was doing. I, I really like that. It, it felt like this is what, you know, Scream from Wick, Kevin Williams, and Wes Craven, as opposed to Scream 3, where it was very apparent that this wasn't Kevin Williamson writing or even involved, at least like with the, with the most recent screen where you could tell at least he was involved. So it felt like a natural continuation. Um, so I, you know, I've been a, a big fan of that. One. I've been a big defender of that film. I loved Hayden Pantier's character. I was definitely in that camp. I just didn't get on social media about it. Cause I, it's not what I do, but I was in that camp of like, she's alive. Bring her back, bring, bring her back. She is alive. God damn it. She did not die. And once they, once I had read, they had actually, skirted the idea of bringing her back in the last one that just came out but i think either they they nixed it or like she wasn't about something happened they just it didn't happen i was like fuck we almost got it but then when they announced this i'm like yes and even the the official like scream twitter account has it on there um they posted that day going we got her we won (laughs) (laughs) like so like it's just awesome you can tell the Anyway, I'm looking forward to the other cast members that are coming back. I don't want to downplay those guys. They were a really cool, interesting group of cast members. Um, I do like the – I read the quick synopsis of that. It sounds like we're leaving Woodsboro. Now that we've kind of reestablished this world, we're leaving it, so we might see them go to college. Alice Scream 2. Um, but, uh, you know, having them come back will be nice. And, yeah, having Kirby in whatever capacity she is back is fucking awesome. If Scream 6 is at college and Scream 7 is on a movie set, I'm going to talk to somebody. <laughs> but yeah. So, so this far is with how quick it's coming out, like it's following the path. It's cool. I, I read somewhere there was an Easter egg in 5 that showed that Kirby was still alive. Yeah, uh, uh, I know. I need to pick it up myself. I have yet to pick up the Blu-ray, but I know you did. You, you haven't gotten me. your 5 cream yet? I. <laughs> If you look when um guy from the boys uh McQuaid, goddammit, um is looking at the the various YouTube videos, there's one the one of the things on there on the on the list of suggested videos has like Kirby still alive or something like that. Like it's on there somewhere. That's cool. Uh yeah, I I was very impressed and uh I enjoyed Scream Scream Five or Scream. 
Five cream. I liked it. Cream. Yeah, I'm looking forward to six cream. I think it's going to be really good. And I'm glad Hayden Panettiere is back. Um, yeah, who, who'd have thunk that this franchise would continually reinvent itself, you know, decades after the first film and still be fun and original and fresh and cool. Yeah, I hope they call it Scream 666. I have yet to see a horror film to fully commit to that title. I always hear rumors of movies being like, yeah, let's call it 666. And they're like, no, let's not do that. Children of the Corn did. They committed. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> 666, Isaac's Return. Stop it. Just because you've been going through piles of films for Beyond the Bad. Stop it. There's so many Children of the Corn. I, movies I we know. Do. It's crazy. I know. <laughs> I know. You know, there's there's like a new one coming out, maybe. The Wasn't there a new one that came out in 2020 that nobody watched? So the, the, I think there was one announced in 2020, and then like it never came out, and it's been dead silence since. And oh, that's that's this movie. I think so. God. But then like the director or someone recently talked about it, and they were like, "Yeah, we were, you know, it's going to be a remake, but mostly just in name only. We're going to change a bunch of stuff." I was like. Maybe that's why it hasn't come out yet. One, you have probably that the sequels have really diluted <laughs> any any reason people want to watch this shit. And um, now you're telling us you really let's go drastically different. I don't think they know what a remake is. <laughs> I I I'm amazed that anybody still finds any kind of monetary value in the Children of the Corn franchise. <laughs> I look. I own the original one on Blu-ray. I'm cool. I'm good owning that one. I, I can watch the first one. It has its charms, but I, I just do not want to watch the sequels. I was at a DVD exchange store the other day and I saw a collection that had Children of the Corn two through eight. And I was like, I think it was like four bucks. And I said, nah, it's okay. Even though I might need this someday for the show, I don't want this in, I don't want this touching my other movies. I mean, I'll probably for four bucks be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Nah, nah. I'm not quite ready to slum it yet. <laughs> but uh, six cream sounds awesome. Can't wait. Hey, then awesome. we can do scream four. <laughs> then we'll be done. <laughs> It'll be the first franchise we complete here. This is true. That's uh, just because we've gone so hard on the scream franchise. Apparently, I feel like we probably should have spaced those out a bit more. It's not our fault. The first, the first one was a pick. I think that was Josh's first episode was Scream. And uh, Scream 2 was a book pick. And then Scream 3 we did for 5 Cream. So it's not really our fault. Yep. Except somehow I missed being able to talk about the first two on the show. And I didn't come back in time until the third one. You got three and five. You're good. I want one, two. <laughs> Too bad. That's not how it works. I'm canceling. <laughs> um, so, speaking of movies you like, why'd you pick Alligator? Because it has an alligator. No, uh, long time ago when, uh, you know, most of my film watching was whatever was playing on the TV. Um, channels like Sci-Fi and USA would show this film, like, all the time. And I put it on because I had a fascination on it thanks to some other films that we'll kind of talk about later. With these types of films, these kind of creature features, I always just really hooked was hooked on them as a kid. Um, and I fell in love with this movie as a kid. I remember watching it all anytime it was on TV, I put it on. Um, there was a specific scene 
that was kind of your my blue monkey but um, you know it did not disable me for years or even a day <laughs> i just remember watching it as a kid and thinking that's terrifying i know i did not step in pools for a while and or if i did i would have that moment when i'd be like there's a fucking alligator in here um <laughs> it, it just it's seen that state with me um for i feel like very solid reason that's a terrifying fucking moment in the film um but yeah i always thought this was a um, a fun i remember as a kid i just had fun with it it was just a fun movie that really played on the ideal of you know alligators the myth of alligators in the new york fucking sewer system um and i thought it was just a fun concept that they really rolled with and it kind of i remember as i got over i remember thinking like whatever happens to that movie and apparently got like a bare bones dvd release that i may or may not have gone out of print and that was it but when shout or scream factory or the shout factory um announced that they were doing a 4k of this and the blu-ray of the sequel i was like oh it's the movie that i've been i remember as a kid so i, I just i picked it up i hadn't seen it in years i blind bought both of them essentially because i had not seen this since i was a kid so let's do it for the show and I can truly say watching it now, I enjoyed it just as much as I did when I was a kid. I had so much fun watching this and seeing it in pristine 4K. That's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, real quick, why why did Sci-Fi Channel go so heavy on Gators? I don't know. Because I remember like this, they would usually like, that's how I saw this in Lake Placid. Because they look, would show those in like rotation all the time. Then they got like, you know, Sharktopus versus Mega Croc and all that dumb shit. So like it's it's like Gators were were their big thing for a while. It just feels like there's so many Gator movies because of Sci-Fi Channel. Sci-Fi really took creature features and said like we can make it ridiculous. Yeah, let's make people hate this subgenre. <laughs> let's dilute this shit as much as we can. And it's funny because I remember as a kid I watched so much of it as a kid, and I don't know if it was bad then. And I was just too young to register. I was just like, oh, cool. Whatever this crocodile movie is. It isn't alligator. I think it was literally called Crocodile. Of course. <laughs> I just remember it was like college kids and the crocodile, I think it was like CG. And it was just slightly more violent for TV standards. Um, and they had like, I remember they had like that. And then one was like Sabretooth where like this ancient Sabretooth tiger attacks people. I just remember because there was this one scene where like a dude hides behind a door and it just like fucking grabs him. And gores him. I remember seeing a preview for a movie called Land Shark, where it was literally like a shark with feet that was like coming up, like it was like a desert shark just running around chasing people. And I remember thinking, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And then I went back to Cartoon Network. Yeah, no, see, I was, I was a sucker. I don't know why. I just, I devoured the stuff when I was a kid. Then I got older and went, has this stuff always been bad or was, did the quality drop later? <laughs> Well, I find it funny that, and we'll talk about this when we get to the cast, um, Alligator has two Oscar-nominated actors in it, so it's not like they were hurting for for talent here. The screenwriter is an Oscar-nominated screenwriter, John Sayles, so it's like, there was talent here, so I get why Alligator stands out. And yeah, we'll get into it more, but I just, I think they, I would argue that this is actually a really smart script that, again, takes the... That myth, I don't, I know it's not much myth now. I remember being a kid and you know, hearing you know there's alligators in the New York sewer system. You're like, oh, no way. And um, I think I like how this film really plays on that. And I think it plays on that really smart. Is it New York or Chicago? It's supposed to be New York, I thought. Or is it yeah, Chicago? According to Wikipedia, it's Chicago. 
my bad, Chicago. Well, it still plays on that idea of, you know, that. And then also mixing in with other fears. I mean, like I said, there's the pool scene. There's him going to the canal at one point. Like, it really plays on this idea of, like, nowhere is safe. You know, what yeah. you should be cautious when you go into water. You don't know what the fuck's in there. Even fucks with storm drains when it, you know, comes out and the kids are like, whoa. Yeah. So um, I, I also find it funny that we're, we're doing this pretty soon after doing Daredevil on Beyond the Bad, where Foggy's so obsessed with the alligators in the sewers. Oh, yeah. I forgot <laughs> about that. Um, it's yeah, it's a myth. Um, so before we get into the film, uh, we have a fun top five to get the creative juices flowing. Seeing as Alligator is a fan-beloved cult favorite creature feature, we thought we'd do our top five creature features, you know, and we narrowed it down. It's not, you know, not just any creature, no aliens, no cryptids within reason, no, and uh, no wolves or vampires or any of that. That's its own thing. No, this is Earth's creatures fighting back against man. Yeah, really, like, because I know you text me, I was like, Let's keep it as simple as like what the term is like creatures that exist in real life, fighting back, you know, eating, devouring humans. Obviously, that is still very limited unless you are really, like we said, watching all those sci-fi, sci-fi original films and loving them. So if you can't fit the top five, and that's when I told you, like, then yes, you can stretch it to like cryptids or something like that. My only thing I was really trying to stay away from at all costs was things like werewolves vampires things that like are almost its own fucking subgenre at this yeah. point you know yeah. god yeah. i'm not playing a godzilla film on here for christ's sakes like <laughs> regular wolves fine werewolves get the fuck out of here yeah exactly um yeah and also because we want the bear to be a modicum of suspense here no jaws it's too obvious it's the greatest creature feature of all time bar none is going to be in the at least the top two for one of us. So we cut it. So Jaws is, you know, standing up there looking down on all of these other movies. Just know that. Yeah. So. But, yeah. If anyone's wondering, it actually surprisingly was not my number one. My number one has stayed my number one the whole time I made this list. I am very curious. Uh, Jaws was my number one. Absolutely. But we literally just did an Oscar Sunday all about Jaws. We've exhausted Jaws. So we're not talking about Jaws. Seemed only fair. It's time to spotlight some other movies. Give them a chance. Uh, yeah. So why don't you start us off with your number five? I will. Well, because we made the, the Jaws decision, I need a new number five. Um, Jaws was not number five. I just need a new fucking movie. Um, so I came up with another, another shock film I actually do enjoy quite a bit. Um, my love for it we knew when I actually watched it recently. because so I was like, I haven't seen it. Well, let me see if this stands up. And it did. I actually had a lot of fun with it. And that's a uh, deep blue sea. <laughs> nice. It's, look, like you could art. Yes, there's moments with like the CGI does not look great, but goddamn, this movie is just not fun. And to me, this is you're going to kind of see this with a lot of my creature features. Actually, all of them. My favorite ones are yes, obviously with these man, these creatures fighting back, but they're also fun. I I think that's why I was so attached to it as a kid. It's because in a way, especially on TV, where they edit the more violent aspects out. It can be a gateway horror in its own right because they're just fun movies. Like they're inviting you to just sit back and have a good time. And this <laughs> film does that a plenty. It literally sets this ridiculous concept up of like we have made sharks smarter <laughs> and, and then just unleashes chaos on them. Um, Samuel Jackson, that's like one of the most well known now, you know, 
gags in all of fucking movies and it it honestly it works it works it's such a great fucking punchline of like <laughs> hey we got samuel jackson who was pretty somewhat established at t- that time i would argue like people knew who he was yeah you know and you're thinking okay he's only one of our leads it's fucking samuel jackson just for him to have that speech and the shark just come the fuck up and take him <laughs> and get rid of him completely <laughs> <laughs> Deep Blue Sea is, I watched that recently uh, for the first time a few months ago. And I remember thinking like, this is dumb, but I'm not looking away. <laughs> yeah. It, it's so dumb, but so much fun. Like, I think it's a, uh, God, I don't want to fuck this up. Cause I did this once already. <laughs> My brain keeps saying LL Cool J and I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. You are correct. It is LL Cool J. <laughs> okay. God, thank you. <laughs> he, you have a blind spot when it comes to this guy. I don't know why. I like him a lot in this movie. He's actually really fucking funny in this movie. Oh, yeah, he's great. I love the sciencey bullshit they try to explain with the smart sharks. It's like they're curing Alzheimer's and they had to do it in sharks first for some reason. And that made them hyper intelligent, which made them angry. It's like, Okay, there's a lot of a lot of tightrope walking here, but you know what? I'm already 20 minutes in. Like, I'm gonna turn it off now. Yeah, that's why I say like the film. It, I love fair. Yeah, it starts out trying to be smart. Like, yeah, so we're creating these super sharks, and that's how I'm like, uh huh, cool. And then like the film kind of realizes what it is and goes, Let's just unleash them. Like, this is a plot device to make us the sharks more aggressive, more smart. And you know, hey, it works. Like I said, the film once it gets going, like it does not look back on itself. It's just like, all right. You're in or you're out at this point. Which one is it? Yeah. And the climax is pretty, you know, awesome when the, the sharks are trying to escape the compound and they're like trying to shoot them. The gate might open and LL Cool J is in the water and it's like, oh shit. And the lady who caused all this is like, forgive me and jumps into the shark. Like, Fucking sick. Yeah. Because I remember thinking when I watched him, like, not LL Cool J. I've liked him. I don't want him dead. <laughs> yeah. Good, good choice. Um, I nearly. I nearly had this myself, but I decided to go with a different shark movie, which we'll talk about at number four. But um, my number five decided to start with some Stephen King. Uh, guess what happens when a St. Bernard gets bit by a bat? Uh, fucking chaos. Uh, 1983's Cujo. Uh, one of the better adaptations of King's work, apart from the ending, which pisses me off because the ending of the book is so goddamn bleak. And I really wish they'd stuck with that. But the movie has to have one little like, oh, yay, optimistic moments that like, no, that kid died. God, you monster. Wrong kid died. Anyway, <laughs> uh, before that, the movie is terrifying. Cujo is done so well. The dog is scary as shit. I love that it's a mixture of a real St. Bernard and a dude in a dog costume and an animatronic. And you can't fucking tell when which is which it's all just one monster and it's so possible like this happens you know big dogs get rabies they turn into absolute fucking monsters yeah it's great which is funny because actually um i have to take my dog to the vet next month to get his rabies booster yeah make sure you don't ever miss an appointment i've seen your dog you will die he's a big dog (laughs) thanks for like you know bringing as soon as I was like, oh shit, that's right. I gotta take my dog next month. <laughs> I just got my cat his rabies, and I'm not worried if Seymour ever gets you know rabies, it's not like I'm in danger. Yeah, I'm not worried about my cat either. Yeah, I'll punt him out the window and you know move on. 
Well, you know, if I'm dead in my apartment, you guys know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cujo. Love a good creature feature from Stephen King, and I love when a book is done right. And for the most part, like all the dog stuff is done right. I just hate that they had to be like, we can't kill the kid. Yeah. I so this funny. I haven't seen this movie. I've seen it in bits and pieces. Yeah. The years. Um, I have with Josh had the opportunity to meet Dee Wallace at uh Crypticon. Uh, we met her. She signed my Hills Have Eyes uh Blu-ray that I have. Um, she is lovely in real life. She is the nicest human being I have met. Um, she's great. Um, but now like it's funny because if I when I do get around because I do want to see this, I've heard this is one of the better adaptations. I mean actually watch it the whole way through finally. Um now with our announced schedule, I might actually have time to make room for that finally. Yeah, new time to watch stuff for yourself. I know it's it's nice. It's like, oh I got I don't have to worry about the podcast all the time. Um but uh it's funny it's when I do I gotta be careful because okay. With my dog, other than you know, I need to make sure he gets his uh, rabies booster next month. Um, he does this thing with the TV where if there's another dog, he oh. runs to my TV. Now, luckily, he doesn't jump and try to knock it down, but I mean, he is like snout. You've seen him, his snout is like right fucking on it. And I have to sit there and be like, Duke, get back. And he like, so I'm like, don't fucking do it. I think I accidentally woke him up saying his name. Um, <laughs> but I have to like be like, dude, get the fuck back like so if i do it i gotta sit there the whole time and be like don't go to the tv the dog <laughs> is only on the tv you're the only dog in the goddamn apartment yeah good luck cujo is 90 bark i know i fuck <laughs> i i i don't know dude i watch a movie with a dog that has like one little quick yapping scene he's just he's perking up he's like turn our dog in this house know, maybe cujo's bark will like bark him into submission or something he'll just back off <laughs> I don't know. Duke has a deep bark. That's the part that's scary. I I woke him up by mistake one night with my feet, and it scared him. And he barked, and he's it's it's a deep, loud one, Ooh. and it woke me the fuck up. It scared my I scared him into a bark, and he scared me awake with his bark. <laughs> well, if you get an opportunity and you can somehow like I don't know, trank your dog or something, <laughs> check out Cujo. You'll like it. I'll see if they do that uh that hemp stuff they do for cats for dogs. Hey, take this, buddy. They do, 100%. We use it for the Border Collies when there's a storm. Okay. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Right. uh, On that note, my number four goes to... I want to say this right now. uh, Up until one, you'll notice that uh, these are all... Nothing for you. These these movies really made me get fascinated by these very animals. In terms of these are a lot more of my favorite animals in the animal kingdom, whatever the fuck you want to call it. That's why I'm so obsessed with sharks. This next one, at number four, as goofy as it is, but still I have so much fun with it, is why I'm so obsessed with snakes. And that ah. is Anaconda. <laughs> I deliberately left this off my list because I knew you were going to have it. Oh, yeah. Look, again, this movie is fucking stupid. It makes no... John Voight does not need to be doing the goddamn accent he's doing throughout the movie. <laughs> We're going to catch a snake. It's so terrible. I love it. It's yeah, it's so bad, but god damn if it isn't entertaining. Um, Owen Wilson's like this this has a stacked cast. Like you will watch this be like, why is Owen Wilson? Why is I think J Lo Jennifer Lopez? Yeah, J Lo pops up. You're like, why is Ice Cube? Like, what is going on? There's snakes out there this big. Like, yeah, it's it's a ridiculous movie, but it goddamn commits. Like 
it needs to be ridiculous or this thing doesn't work. No, it fuck yeah, it commits and to their credit, the snake looks good. Like you can tell they went mostly practical. Oh, and Danny Trejo pops up at the fucking beginning of the film. He's yep. the cold open kill. Like <laughs> um yeah, it it com- it uh the snake looks great. Like you can tell they really went for practical over CGI. Or if they did, they did a mix like they do usually what a lot of these films they try to mix it to make it look good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still holds up. That snake looks great, I think, still to this day. Um, the scene when it just fucking swallows John Voight whole is honestly like that was one of those like like alligators pool scene. That was another moment in my life. I went, oh fuck. As a kid, like I had an insane fear <laughs> that snakes could do that. <laughs> when that scene, I, I saw Anaconda about two years ago and i remember thinking during that scene like how much did he get for this movie i hope it was a lot <laughs> yeah, i'm, I'm telling like i remember when he especially now i'm watching it going like why is john Moy this why does he have that accent and are we really going to have him just turn around and be the bad guy as if we weren't bluntly just alluding to that throughout the damn movie they're not hiding it I love that they try to trick you like, haha, he's the bad guy. It's like from day one, from the second this we saw him, this guy was shady as shit, saying weird off color shit to Jennifer Lopez and just being vaguely sinister. So like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah. I kind of figured he was a bad guy. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, man, like, and I'm, like I'm going to probably say with all these films, it, this is just so much fun. Like this film fully commits and does and and really again with all these films and these creature features like the best thing can do is commit and that's what these this film does it just it commits to its premise the cast delivers no one's trying to ham it up and be like oh i'm in a creature feature which says a lot when you have someone like j-lo who i've heard can be quite the fucking diva um so even like she's not putting in bad forms obviously ice cube will commit anything does that man doesn't give a shit he is apparently just happy to be in whatever it is he really does yeah he's always just ice cube and i love it i love how he's one like ends up being one of the main characters because this was like 90s ice cube so it's like no of course he's going to survive it's fucking ice cube guy (laughs) oh that's i want to do anaconda on the show i want to watch that again (laughs) i love it there's uh there's a they didn't do it in america but i'm thinking i've been thinking about getting it there's a i think a british release that has the all the movies like all four fucking films they made damn so and i i know a lot of people hate anacondas because they did that but i have a soft spot for it it's just ridiculous and over top and fun um is that still the only dvd that you that you still have not now uh i have two random asian films i've been meaning to watch that josh gave me that were on dvd um and then i recently picked up scooby-doo Where are you which is only on dvd <laughs> Oh, well, good. Okay. Oh, and American Horror Story because FX has stopped putting out Blu-ray releases. They do only DVDs now. That makes no fucking sense. Why would they do that? I don't know. It's like saying, you know, we're only releasing our stuff on VHS now. Yeah. They're like, well, people don't buy physical media. Why are you even doing it? Then like, they're they're going to buy physical media. They're going to buy Blu-ray over DVD. So yeah. So it doesn't blows my mind why they did. I don't know why, but uh, it has, and it does have the sci-fi made David Hasselhoff starring three and four. And there is a part of me that just wants to watch that to just see how bad it is. I David Hasselhoff is one of those rare people who has never done even one good movie. 
<laughs> there's only a handful of people who still have a career that have never had anything good. He's he's one of those rare people. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I'll do that. Uh, I need I know Orbit, uh, Josh's buddy's um, shop. I know they. I follow them on Instagram. They were posting that they had it. Maybe now that I see that they got the sadness uh, back, or they got it restocked from Raven Banner. Maybe I can do a double dip and get that as long as they still have it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll. If we decide to do some Hasselhoff snake movies for for Beyond the Bad, I hope I can get a hold of them without having to commit to a box set. <laughs> I mainly want because it's the fucking second one. It pisses me off that we don't have the second one on Blu-ray. I'm like, just put it on Blu-ray. What, what's it going to hurt? <laughs> Good pick. Good pick. Uh. My number four takes us back to Sharks uh, with the 2016 film The Shallows. Uh, This is a cool movie. Very good premise. Surfer on an isolated beach, gets bit by a great white, manages to get on a rock formation like 20 feet from shore. The shark circling her because she's bleeding. She has to somehow get back to the beach, and the whole movie is her figuring out how to do that. Perfect. That's a great premise for a horror film. And Blake Lively does a great job selling this fear, this isolation. CGI on the shark is really good. It's fucking tense the whole time. Uh, and the finale, when she finally takes on the shark, is pretty satisfying. Uh, mm-hmm. I love when those people show up to help her and the shark just fucks them up. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Dude, I, so, look, I stayed away from this phone for a while. Um, only because, like, again, I kind of fall on the camera. I'm not, I'm not saying Blake Lively's an ugly lady by any fucking means. I just don't go for her like a lot of other people do. And I was like, I don't want to watch something where I got to hear someone not shut the fuck up about Blake Livey. But that said, she has a great goddamn body. Like, wow. Um, but when I finally watched this, I, I got I got so tired. I was like, God damn, this is good. I was like, I'm, I'm really getting into this. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, me too. Although, you know, there's no beach in, in what's that supposed to be like Texas? Was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say that's my one gripe. And I tell people any chance I got that aren't from Texas. There is no goddamn beach in Galveston. That's what it said. It said Galveston at the bottom. Well, Galveston, for those who are not from Texas, there's a beat. There's a place called Galveston, Texas. Okay. It's on the Gulf of Mexico. Any of those beaches really uh, Galveston, Port Aransas, um, even the South Padre, um, any of those beaches on Texas, they're not blue. Like the movie wants you to believe a lot. See, okay. So on the Gulf of Mexico, Here's a little history. I know you probably know this, but for our audience, there's things out there called oil rigs, offshore oil rigs that do a lot of offshore oil rigging because of it. And I'm sure other stuff we've done, you know, human wise to this fucking planet. By the time the water gets to Texas, at least it's fucking green. It is not blue. You're swimming in basically radioactive waste. Yes. It's it's like green or brown depending on really where you're at. Now, if you go over to like Florida side of Gulf of Mexico, it is blue, but that's because it's so far out and closer to the actual ocean. That's yeah. blue. Um, I've seen that. That is actually blue, but not what they're that. I, look, I great movie, but goddamn, as someone from Texas, it's like I just sit there trying going, it's not fucking blue. Take take off the goddamn Galveston thing. Just say it's, you know, some isolated beach in Mexico and we all would have been like, okay, because I've seen beaches like that in Mexico, but not in Texas. Not a chance. At not, no. And you, I don't, 
I I grew up in the state of Texas. I've been to Port Aransas. I've been to Galveston plenty of fucking times. I've never seen people surf because the waves aren't that big. That's the other thing. There's not that big of waves on there. Person who wrote this has never fucking been to Texas. But I'm gonna look it up. I want to know when the, where this guy's from. This it's a Wom Colette Sarah. He did Orphan. No, not the not the director, the writer, because he's the guy oh. who put this in Texas. Oh, I was about to say the director is Wom Colette Sarah. He did Orphan, and I think he no, he's not doing Orphan. Um, I forgot what he's doing next. Oh, he did um Jungle Cruise, I think also. Um. Nope. Or wait, that's producer. Let me go back. Let me go to director. Yes, you are correct. It was Jungle Cruise. Very cool. Upcoming projects. He's got... Oh, he's doing Black Adam. Ooh, I guess he gets along with The Rock. Nice. Anthony Jaswinski is the writer, and uh, he doesn't really have much of an IMDb page. There's no personal information, so I'm just going to go ahead and guess you've never been to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to to take your thumb there on the shallow. It's it's a valid point. (laughs) It nearly takes you out of the movie. In fact, if the rest of the movie wasn't so good, I'd be bitching about that constantly. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm sure like there are people that are not friends, like, dude, just show them like, no, I, I can't. It's hard. Like, I'm from I'm from the state, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> I do. It's like when I watch some of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequels, they're like, yeah, this isn't uh Central Texas. I'm like, no, it's fucking not. I'm like, I know what the whole country looks like. It does not look that goddamn green, and like a swamp could be right there. It doesn't look like that fucking Texas Chainsaw 3D. Fuck you. Uh well, The Shallows is really good and a good shark movie. Uh, there's not a lot of good shark movies out there. There's a lot of shark movies, a lot of good ones. Uh, so there's my been, yeah. But yeah, there's been like what I think like I've heard about like five already this year, five or six of coming out, come out. Like it's ridiculous. Um, though, uh, I had oh, 47 meters down is another solid shark movie. I don't know if you've seen that one yet. I have not seen that one yet, but I know I'm that, that one's on my list. That's that's a solid one. I do like. The, I haven't seen the sequel yet, but I've seen the first one. First one's really good. Right on. Yeah, I'll get I'll get on that. Uh, putting this together was difficult because there are a lot of creature features I have not yet watched. Yeah, yeah, and for me it was one of like because I know for me like with the shark films alone, that's why I was like, okay, which one? Because I don't want to just be all shark or all snake. All, all I was like, let me just pick one. And then only with the next one coming up did I pick two of the same species for the next two coming up because I just I, myself. I did not I did not repeat any animals. <laughs> cool. I did repeat an, one animal, and that will lead me to my number three. That's only because this is the animal I'm most fascinated with, and it's the title fucking movie that we're talking about today. Number three is alligator. I'll save a lot of what we have to for the show or for okay. when we actually talk about it. But um, yeah, this I will say this. This was the movie, like I said, a lot of fun. I love it. Really got me into essentially what is my favorite animal, which is the alligator crocodile species. I've because I will say because of this movie big time, I've become just so fascinated with them. And the fact that these are like the oldest fucking these are dinosaurs. Like that's what they are. They're goddamn dinosaurs that survived and evolved to where they're at now. And like the one of the deadliest predators, they're fascinating creatures to me. Like I between like this movie watching on you know USA sci-fi all the time and being an avid fan of Steve Irwin, uh crocodile hunter, like yeah, big reason why I love these creatures. Like I said, I'm I'm about, I'll save a lot of what I have for the movie when we actually talk about the film after this. But yeah, number three, alligator. I love this movie. 
Right on. Uh, did not make my list, but I knew it was going to make yours. Uh, very cool. Um, my number three is the the bending of the rules. Uh, this creature does not exist, but I think this does count as a creature feature. Allegedly. <laughs> Alleged. Thus far. Thus far. Willow Creek. I do love this movie. Uh, I, I had a feeling when you asked me that question, and I told you you can stretch it to something like Bigfoot, I was specifically saying this because I knew this was going to make your list. I just, I did not want to put a werewolf movie here. It didn't feel right. <laughs> um, yeah. Willow Creek is such an underrated movie. It is so creepy and does so much with so little... This movie is all just somebody pushing in on a tent. That's the whole fucking movie. And it is terrifying. <laughs> it's so smart. Uh, I wish Bobcat did more horror. I really do. Uh, but the first half is, is, is these two, this couple just kind of mocking Bigfoot culture in the Pacific Northwest, watching all these weirdos sing songs about, you know, Patterson and Gimlin walking in the woods and all that dumb shit. It's so funny. And it kind of lulls you into a false sense of security by the time Bigfoot shows up and you're like, oh, shit. This is really happening. Uh, this is just, real. Yeah. And just the implication of like what Bigfoot is in this universe is so fucking creepy and scary. Uh, definitely worth a watch. Really good. Also a solid relationship movie because it's, you know, he proposes and she says no and they're still in the woods. <laughs> it's like, Back well, together. shit, what, what now? <laughs> yeah, no, this was a uh, thanks to you. I saw because you were like when you came over and I had taken leave. We're showing each other films, and this was the one you showed me. It was on Tubi, I believe. So we were able to watch it that way. Thank God for these free streaming services that will take anything the streamers don't have. <laughs> uh, and I have to say, I, I, I get it. This film rocks. Like, and you would think, like, it would, this film could so easily crumble because of its slow burn, because the fact that, especially when it came out, and I kind of see why it got lost in shuffle, because it came out peak found footage subgenre at the time. But I see why it stood the test time compared to a lot of what came out there. Because um, he makes it, Bobcat does such a good job with with the slow burn, to using it to his advantage and giving you this relationship, giving you these characters. And then just that, like, that 17 minute long fucking take. I think it's like, it's like 17, 18, it's like a long ass take. There's them in the tent and shit happening. And it's fucking tense. You're just hearing noises, you're seeing shit shake. The camera just stays there and you see them and the, the reaction. It's it's masterful. Um, I love the lead ups that when like they're getting ready to go, then that one fucking redneck dude is like, "You need to turn around." Like, and I love it because that's and it's funny because we were watching this when I was stationed in Washington, so it's not like we were literally in Pacific Northwest at the time. Um, and it's like you know, it's funny because it's playing almost playing up those types of people that believe in it that you see on these shows all the time. Except this time, saying, "Well, what if they're right?" You know what I mean? It's like, what if they are right? What if they're, you know, this guy is this just redneck guy that comes off like a dick and stuff, but he is really being like, "No, don't fucking go out there. Like, you will not come back." Even if you take Bigfoot out of this equation, it's the couple getting lost in the woods, and that's terrifying too. It just happened to get lost in the woods with Bigfoot, <laughs> which is scarier. Um, I love the noise of the howl. Just you know, hearing like you know 
miles away, just ooh, it's like weird otherworldly howl, and you know exactly what it is. That's not a bear. That's not a wolf. We'd all know it's not some nut. It's a squatch. It's a and squatch it, out there, boys. Oh, yeah. And in the end, when you finally see this fucker, and it's like, oh, shit, it comes out of nowhere. You see the feet, pans up, and you're like, ah. It's... Yeah, this this is one of my favorite horror films. It really is. I've seen it like four or five times now, and it's just every time I'm I'm just reminded like this is such a good movie. I love showing it to friends. It's it's an awesome party movie, and yeah, uh, yeah really well done. Good job, Bobcat. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I love that, and I love when that shot you mentioned, like the implication it leaves in that moment because there's like you see that lady first, and that quick implication of like oh they kill the guys and, and keep they, the women to breed for mm. lack of a better word for a nicer word here I'm like yeah. that is horrifying yeah he dies and you just hear her screams as she's dragged away into the fucking nest or whatever yeah it's like <sighs> at that point what's what is better like still being alive with maybe a chance to escape or being the guy be like no just fucking kill me kill me like death or raped by bigfoot yeah death <laughs> in a heartbeat how big is bigfoot uh, big enough to to change these women mentally. This is true. I'm sure there's some pornos out there. There's a porno for everything. Dick squatch. Dick squatch. There. I just. I don't, I know there's yeah. There was that show Expedition uh, Bigfoot, and apparently, like they were advertising it one day, like like they actually caught legit footage this time. Like I guarantee there's gonna be some kind of twist that it's not Bigfoot, but whatever. I love how shows like that can last more than one episode. Like, what do you think is going to happen this week? I'm going to go ahead and guess nothing. Yeah, they're literally advertising like the new season. Like, it's a new episode of Expedition Bigfoot. I'm like, Jesus Christ. That and that fucking Oak Island show. It's all dumb bullshit that has just, I don't get, it makes me want to start a reality show where I'm just looking for buried treasure. I never have to find anything, clearly. You just have to keep looking. I'd be riveting somehow. I just I, I always see it because like I mainly I'm a sucker you know me for things like uh, a haunting paranormal like the ones that like they recount their ghost stories or like the paranormal kind of camera show where they actually show footage and comment on it I'm a sucker for those shows I'll admit it and then I, I but because I put that on in the background it's something they will advertise that shit like on the new episode of Ghost Hunters new episode of Expedition Pick from like I don't care I don't want that I love that it's always the same people it's always the same like. Dude in a jumpsuit is like, I'm gonna get him this time. <laughs> like it's it's always the same kind of guy. I liked when they committed to like Malon monsters and they gave us just rednecks. I'm like, there you go. Commit. Give us the actual people. <laughs> oh, funny stuff. I mean, I love it, you know, I love debating a good, you know, Bigfoot video or alien or ghost video. I love looking at that and be like, oh shit, that looks real, or oh, that's fake. I love doing that, but I can't stand people who are like, that is Bigfoot, change my mind. <laughs> I just have the picture of the Steven Crowder thing. That is Bigfoot. <laughs> Changed my mind. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Willow Creek, number three. Nice. My number two is why I say I, can, I br- only briefly stuck with the same species. It's not alligator film, but a more recent one that I, I really fell in love with real quick. Love this director, Mr. Alexandra Aja and his film Crawl. This was one that really snuck up on me. I remember when he talked about it. I'm like, he's like, yeah, I'm doing an alligator. I was like, okay. 
I was like, maybe. I was like, I liked Piranha 3D. Let's see what you got here. And I saw the trailer. I was like, okay, this looks interesting. And then watching it, I did not expect to be so sucked in. Um, this really is like a, just a solid film. And I, I love the setup of this idea of like, it's in Florida. She, there's a storm coming in. She goes to go check on her dad as the flooding's about to happen. And lo and behold, you know, because it's Florida and they're close to the Everglades, some gators. Got leaves, and she finds out the reason she's not hearing from her dad is because there's some in the basement that found their way there. Um, and these, and like the way, God, there's so many tense scenes with this, with how Aja does these scenes. And they come out like it, the direction's great. The performances are great from both because it's really just um, Kaya Scadelario and Barry Pepper, pretty much like the whole fucking movie. And they are great. They play off each other well. You really believe this relationship of like this guy who you know he went through a divorce. He kind of lost a little bit of that relationship with his his daughter, and he's trying to mend that. And I think that's what makes this film work too so much for me. Is that like not only is it a great creature feature that's lots of fun and violent. Like of all the ones on my list, this one brings the violence. Like Aja shows you that hey, he's like at the end of the day, I'm the guy that gave you the hills of eyes, high tension. Prana 3D, like I, I give you violence, you're getting it in this movie, and he doesn't hold back. Um, but immense so that he does also deliver a great fucking human story of, of, of trying to mend this relationship. So I I really, yeah, I end up really liking this film. I've seen it a couple of times, it's in my collection. I really enjoy this film. Yeah, crawl is absolutely fantastic. Uh yeah, I love how this is just a you know great movie. It's excellent character development. The tension is ratcheted up to eleven. I love seeing those dipshits in the convenience store get ripped <sighs> apart by the gators. I love the sh- I love how he shoots that too. When like you see the the uh, they're in the the convenience store and you just see in the background the gator jump onto the boat and attack her and you're like oh shit. And then I love when you see the guy. He's like he looks up in the mirror and you can just see it behind him and i'm like oh fuck (laughs) uh yeah i well fuck crawl is my number one (laughs) oh shit okay crawl is my number one uh and i was pretty sure it was going to be yours too so now i i don't know what your number one is i think i have a guess and we'll see if i'm right in a bit uh my number two is one of the pioneers of the creature feature, Alfred Hitchcock's 1963 classic, The Birds. Ooh, okay. I was not prepared for how insane this movie was. I saw this uh, for the first time on the big screen, thanks to a uh, victory screening at the Alma Draft House back when they were still doing that. I was able to get a free ticket to see The Birds. Uh, no more free tickets, unfortunately. Mm. But uh, seeing that on the big screen for the first time was really cool. You know, starts out slow. Tippy Hedren's in this town looking for a job or something. It's been a while. And uh, he befriends some people. And, all this, you know, in the background, you see a lot of birds. You don't really, you're not paying attention. You know the movie's called The Birds. So you're kind of like, what are those birds doing? And then there's more birds. And then more. And then she's in a playground. She pans, like, you know, there's a couple birds over here. She looks over there for, like, five seconds. They come back. The camera pans back. The playground is absolutely covered in birds. And you're like, oh, shit. Something's about to go down. And then these birds just go absolutely apeshit and start attacking this town and killing people and destroying buildings and cars. And it's like, what the fuck's happening? And it's just 
you never find out. You never find out what triggered this. It's just birds went crazy. It's great. And and the end, the at the end of it is just like they just leave. Like the people get out of the town. Like the town belongs to the birds. It's yeah. crazy. And this was his follow-up to Psycho. So like crazy that Hitchcock would follow like maybe like one of the greatest horror films of all time with you know birds. <laughs> and it still works. It's still an awesome, really cool horror movie that I think is a predecessor to so much. And uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, good pick. Uh, it's been years since I've seen this, so I can't comment on too much. I remember I watched it with my my, uh, my mom once because she's a big Hitchcock fan. It was on TV and I watched it as a kid and went like, what is going on in this movie? Birds are attacking. Um, Amber actually like kind of like not wanting to go outside shortly after watching. I was like, what if a bird attacks me? I don't want to do that. Yeah, it's fucking weird because, you know, randomly, you know, the earth gets a little magnetized wrong or something birds their flight pattern gets all fucked up and they're just like ah just freak out and start attacking things it's yeah and i i got fucking crows going off anytime i go take my dog out so i'm soon like oh god swarms um, are scary swarms are scary yeah so um but yeah it's yeah i this one i think it's actually in the hitchcock set i picked up i, I so i have the opportunity to finally rewatch it one day nice um but I do, yeah, I always thought it was fine, like, after, essentially, what you would call, like, I mean, and now, because not necessarily when Psycho came out, people thought it was, you know, utter horror trash and all that stuff, you know, it got reviled. But now, you know, it's considered this, like, horror classic, the, a, a, the fucking pinnacle of suspense when it comes to horror films. Having all that with it, and then be like, Hitchcock's like, I want to do this other film, horror film that's complete opposite, I'm just going to birds attack people. And... <laughs> No subtlety, no nothing. Just they attack. I, I love that Psycho was so out of pocket. He's like, you know, no studio will fund this, so I'm going to fund it. We're going to have the Alfred Hitchcock Presents crew make this happen. I want to make some hopefully not empty promises to my cast. Like, this is going to work. And then the birds, he didn't learn a single lesson. He's like, I'm going to do things no filmmaker has ever done before with POV and, like, you know, cranes and, like, like bird, like real birds, fake birds, like anything could happen. I'm also going to harass the shit out of Tippy Hedren. Yeah, the the story of him using real birds to attack her. I'm like, you, you. That's kind of a bitch move, dude. Yeah, this was the '60s. This was Hitchcock. He was, you know, he's not a great guy, but he was a well-known kind. He great director. Um, the more I've read about him, not the best human being, but fantastic director. Yeah. Sad how many people fit that description. Uh, but yeah, and I think Psycho in its time got some pretty earned praise. I mean, it was up for a couple Oscars. Like, that was a big deal. And it was a huge hit. So it was getting, people did like it. Like, it was getting good praise in 1960. I think it's just been reevaluated as, like, even better. I was about to say, it's been reevaluated as, like, a masterpiece in one of his greatest works now, I would say. Oh, yeah. But, uh. uh What's your number one? I'm very curious. My number one, and this is why I said it's okay to stretch it, because this is the one that I had to stretch, because this creature does not exist. But this is a film that has been a favorite of mine since childhood. We have an episode on it already. I fucking knew it. And that is the Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward masterpiece, Tremors. I knew it! I knew it was going to be Tremors. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> what can I say that I haven't said? That this film... It's just great. It has horror. It has comedy. It has your love story that doesn't actually feel forced somehow. 
I'm actually kind of so shocked that it doesn't feel forced. Um, great cast of characters. I mean, Jesus, like Reba McIntyre's in this. I wish I still sometimes I'm watching, I'm like, oh yeah, I forget Reba's in this of all people. Um, Michael Grossman as Bert motherfucking Gummer. Like, need I say more on that man? That, that's he's he's an American as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> he's an American hero. Um, yeah, and cat and to think like when this came out, like Bacon had a fucking breakdown. Like he thought this was going to like destroy his career. He was in trash, and it's I would argue one of his most beloved films of his filmography. Um, to the point that he's even come around, and we fuck you, sci-fi, but we were going to get that show where he came back, and sci-fi, I guess, doesn't know how to do shows and fucking canceled it because he had Sharknado Six instead. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, this is just a great film. The Graboids look fantastic still to this day. The the design is great. The just the idea of these monsters that they hunt by sound, like it's terrifying. Like you have to be perfectly still, and just the idea of dying from them to me is horrifying. Like you get pulled underground where you will probably still be alive, and then get eaten by them. Like oh, and um yeah, just everything about this film and the cat. Like I said, the cast characters is fantastic. Like. I think I said on show, like, to me, like, even, I mean, this is a small town in the desert, and it feels like such a lived-in town. I can't explain it. Like, this feels, like, they all do such a good job, have such a great country that you feel the town, you feel the the kinship and the, you know, the various subtle hatreds, hatred and stuff beneath some some of these people. You just, you feel it. It feels like a actual town of people. It was a great movie. <laughs> Yeah, I should have I should have guessed. This is uh yeah, you love this movie and it's it's fun. Uh quick shout out, you know, rest in peace, Fred Ward, just lost him. And this is probably the film he'll be remembered for. Maybe this and you know, Remo Williams. Uh this I, is, I, it will be this for me. So this is honestly the first film I think of when I think of Kevin Bacon. I know everybody goes to fucking Footloose or whatever. I, I immediately think of Tremors. I've always because this was I think my first film I saw him in. <laughs> yeah, and him and you know Ward are great together. It's just these you know two dudes who happen upon a fucking worm conspiracy to just eat people, and they're like, "Well, this won't stand." <laughs> well, no, I no. love how the whole thing—they're just trying to get out of town. They're just like, "We just need to leave," and they're like, "God damn it!" Now we're stuck. <laughs> yeah, this is a fun one, and yeah, this is a creature feature. I mean, what else is it? A worm movie? That's not a subgenre. No, it's not. <laughs> No, it is. I, I love like the fucking with them being like the handyman, like they are constantly looked to for everything. Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward to the point, like I always laugh and see them. They're like, well, who are we going to send out there? And they just all look at those two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was in a town in, um, in, I think it was either Nevada or Arizona that reminded me so much of perfection. It was just this small, like no, like, you know, 12 people live here donkeys all over the place like mountain middle of the desert town that have like one restaurant and a general store and i was like this is, what am i what the fuck am i doing here it's trimmer's town yeah i kept thinking like worms are gonna eat me bert gummer just comes out of nowhere i saw michael gross i'm running <laughs> like he just wandered out of the bar i'd be like shit i like <laughs> Say what you will about the various sequels i followed but i was so happy to know that he stayed on this franchise because he commits every time. 
like Bert, one of the greatest movie characters in my, I'll say it, one of the greatest movie characters to ever grace the screen. Yeah, Tremors was fun. Um, love to do the sequel sometime. Oh, yeah, especially for me, the first. I actually do like Aftershock quite a bit. Like, I think that's a really fun one. Um, I always laugh when Bert goes out to take care of business and comes back and is like, his truck's all fucked up and he ate all his MREs. And he's like, I am out. All the MREs I brought with me. <laughs> you didn't tell me that they're above ground now. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've only seen the first one. I'm, I've never seen the sequels. I've seen all of them. Yeah, there's like eight of these, right? Yeah, and I don't know if they're going to continue with how the last one ended. They, they uh, Bird, Bird, Bird dies. Like, Bird's gone now. Does he, like, get eaten by one of these and blow it up or something? Yeah, it's it's pretty epic death. He takes out, like, a mega one. And he, he, he goes out with a bang. Tremors, Dune, and Beetlejuice. Its own little worm movie subgenre. Uh, well, my number one is Crawl. Uh, it's the first one I wrote down. This is one of the most epic creature features of all time. It's an, a perfect tense ride the whole time. And it's so simple. Just, you know, lady and her dad get to stuck in the basement during a flood with two gators. How, do, how does she get out? It's, it's, it's awesome. And just, you know, watching her get like, you know, like this thing chop on her arm. And you just like, you're just like, oh, no, her swimming career. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah, you're like, don't lose the arm. <laughs> Keep going. And then in the end, when like they have to, you know, go, th- they have to wander, uh, waddle through the water and the rain stops and they're like, shit, we're in the eye. They can see us now. Like, oh my God, man. That- Dude, there, oh, there's so many great moments. Like the scene where she goes into like, she finds out how the fuck the guy in the basement because he was like, it cracked and he's like right next to the reserve. And she sees the eggs, and you're, and you at one point, like the gator just jumps out and fucking bites her, and she has to shoot it. Oh my god! <laughs> or like the fucking bathroom thing where she has to get into like the fucking bathtub and jump over. Oh, and then I when- love that using the flood to make you know more water in the house advance the gator's position. So smart! Like yeah. how else you get a gator on the second floor of the house? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like I said, Aja fucking knew how to get this like thing going, keep it going. Like, um, was it like, oh, I know they put in the trailer, but it's still pretty epic to see when the dudes at the 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 cop, her cop friend, is standing there being like, "What's going on?" And the moment he looks away, the gator just fucking jumps out and grabs him. And I was like, "Fuck!" Oh, yeah, crawl is is awesome. Uh, we're gonna do it on the show at some point. It's gonna be a fun one. Uh, and has kind of set the bar for me for gator movies. No offense to alligator, but crawl is where it's at. I mean, you're, it's okay to be wrong, but okay. Didn't it? Isn't it after gator in your list too? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, with that, let's go ahead and recap. I didn't want to say quickly. I did like like the scene when he gets his fucking armband off. Uh, uh, dad. Yeah, like when he. Apparently, kind of saw it coming, but I was still like, "Fuck!" Because he was like holding his goddamn arm out. That like, dude had a lot to like. He had a will to live. He he went through so much 
crazy shit in that movie. And I, I just, yeah. Yeah. I was happy to see the dog make it out. Yeah. I was like, I was like please, I dog, don't so, die. So determined to keep that dog alive. Yeah. I was like, look, the gator can take any of these humans, but don't you dare kill that dog. Oh. And I hope that after all this was over, he went to see her swim. Because that was what it was all about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. My uh, my top five. Uh, five was Deep Blue Sea. Four, Anaconda. Three, Alligator. Two, Crawl. And one, Tremors. Nice. Mine was five, Cujo. Four, The Shallows. Three, Willow Creek. Two, The Birds. One, Crawl. There you have it. Creature Features. Very yes, fun. A, a fun and I would actually say underrated. So trying to not get a lot of love like it should, in my opinion. Underrated and oversaturated with the wrong kinds of films. Yeah, mostly mostly shark films. Mostly not great shark ones. Sharks, gators, and for some reason, sharks in fucking tornadoes. <laughs> that's, that's what it's all about these days. <laughs> oh. <sighs> yeah, fuck sci-fi channel. They've, they've taken so much away from us. <laughs> I blame them entirely for that fucking boom of terrible, you know, giant piranha versus volcano and shit like that. <laughs> Ice uh, spider versus three-headed shark. I don't know. That's probably Ghost a movie. There's Ghost Shark. That's a movie. Ghost Shark. God damn it. Yeah, it's a sh- it's a ghost. That's a shark, and it attacks people. They done space shark yet? No, I'm sure it's being uh, written as we speak. I saw a movie at Half Price Books today. It was called, um, I think it was Croczilla. Yeah, apparently they can do that legally. Croczilla. <laughs> Only Godzilla is trademarked. Not not the Zilla part. This, was this an asylum movie? I don't. I didn't look at it. I just saw the spine and thought. <laughs> And then kept Let's looking. Say, Asylum is notorious for taking blockbusters and essentially like how you know porn comes up with their porn tires. They come up with a tire that's almost the same. Like, okay, so like Pacific Rim, they did Atlantic Rim. I, I watched Mystery Science Theater fuck that movie up. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Asylum's like infamous for doing that. That company should be killed. Oh, what a waste. Are they the guys that did the day the earth stopped? I think so. Of course they are. They always just change words, so it's still like, so they call it a markbuster. So it's like it tricks you into the the it, in a weird way. It's kind of a smart strategy move because it the idea is that it tricks you into thinking it's the actual movie. Yep. Especially obviously in the day of video source and that, to an extent streaming. If you're like just scrolling through real quick, that's what happened to my grandpa. That's why we own the day the Earth stopped. So yeah, see, it tricks you, and then you watch it and you're like, this isn't the same movie. At that point, you're like, what do I keep watching? Do I turn it off? What do I do now? I can't believe they managed to get Graham Green for Atlantic Rim. He's there. That poor guy. Academy Award nominee, yeah. Graham Green. They, they do that. They do that a lot. They get like some actors like they're in here, and it's usually a sign that they're rushed up. Yep. It's just kind of depressing your agent has to pitch that to you you have run out of options congratulations you've hit bottom nowhere to go here but up 
Uh, <laughs> always look on the bright side. So there's our creature feature top five. Let's talk gate, uh, alligator. I keep calling it gator, but that's a movie with Burt Reynolds. <laughs> See, that's yeah. <laughs> alligator. <laughs> um, this was directed by Lewis Teague, who would go on to direct, get this, Cujo. So he knows his creature features. Yes, he does. He also did Cat's Eye and The Jewel of the Nile. Okay. Damn. Yeah, I was surprised. I'm like, oh, okay. I could see a little, you know, I could see some of those, uh, you know, attack moments in Alligator and Cujo. There's definitely a, a kinship there. You know, yeah, you can tell the guy. He knows what he's doing. He, this isn't his first rodeo. No. However, he didn't do much after Jewel of the Nile, so that was his last rodeo. <laughs> Uh, like he's like Cujo, we'll have to deal with Road Dog. And then he's like alligator, we can just do a fake alligator, right? Yeah. Oh thank God. Let's go hunt down a 40-foot fucking alligator for this movie. Well, I mean, what's scary is if you anyone's familiar with the they made a movie out of it. I don't I don't think the movie's that great. Uh Prime Evil based off the alligator known as Gus, aka the man eater. Mm. Yeah. It was like, I think in, uh, I want to say Africa, maybe. I would have to really look it up. Don't quote me. But technically, I think that thing was close to the size of this one. It's like a massive gator that was like hunting fucking fishermen. I'm going to go ahead and look that up. Gus, was Gus the crocodile or alligator? I want to say alligator. Maybe a crocodile. Uh, he was an alligator. Yeah, but he was massive. Because uh, they did finally catch him, like they they fucking caught him finally. How big? Oh, it was Gustav. Oh, Gustav. And he was a crocodile. Gus the Gator is a fucking like cartoon that helps kids learn math. Good for Gus. Uh, Gustav was eighteen feet long and two thousand pounds, so about half the size of of Ramon. But still, oh, okay. big big animal. Yeah, that's and that's why I say like, I, and that's why I say these like I know these things, but oh, they are fascinating to me. The fact that one could even get that big—that's terrifying. I would, I would, if I was living there, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not fishing ever. You cannot make me. <laughs> I'm not risking it. I love, I love seeing idiots fuck with with alligators, like you know, trying to touch, like poke it or open its mouth or something, and then you know. The consequences of their actions sneak up on them and they lose a fucking leg. Yeah. <laughs> it, oh, it's like, a, I heard this one, story, I don't know if it was true, but I heard this one story where it's like, there was like a sign on the dock that said like, don't jump in water, gators, like populate, like it's like overpopulated over gators, like there was a lot. And apparently this truck guy's like, hey, hold my beer and like jumped into the water and then never came back up. Yep, that's what happens when you jump into gator infested waters. Who was surprised? I mean, I wasn't. I was like, if this is true, I'm not surprised. Um, oh, that was another famous one. So I know we're kind of going off topic here. There's another famous one um, in Australia. I saw the movie for that. It was really good. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, Rogue. Yeah, I, when I was looking up creature features, Rogue came up. Yeah, that's based off one in Australia that was also like pretty fucking fearsome. All right, I'm looking up biggest alligator ever caught. Okay, though it was never caught. Oh, that's frightening. The largest alligator ever to have been found and recorded was in 1890 in Marsh Island, Louisiana. Gator measured 19.2 feet. 
weighed in at 2000 pounds. Oh, they did kill it in Vermilion Bay in Louisiana. So it wasn't caught, but it was killed. Why would you word it like that? You did. Like you got it. I like how we see, if we see as humans, we see one just too big. We're like, we have to hunt it down. We have to kill it. Okay. It's a danger to society. We cannot let this stand. Until that thing wanders into a pool and swallows a child. You, yeah. You got to get that thing first. Yeah. Um, there is one. There's a gator from my wine checkout. I've made a check. I've heard it's really good. It's called Blackwater. 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 It's supposed to be really good. It's like they go on some touristy thing. And, I, and their boat crashes somehow and they're stuck in a fucking tree because it's in some kind of mangrove type of situation. <laughs> and like, so they're stuck in the tree as the skaters just hunt, you know, preying on them. Uh, a pregnant woman, her boyfriend, and her sister take a boat tour of a mangrove swamp or terrorized by a killer crocodile. It's on Tubi. Oh, sweet. And there's a sequel, Blackwater Abyss. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, I see Abyss. Uh, as for Alligator, which I guess you could kind of call the pioneer of all of these Gator movies, except for the one with Burt Reynolds. <laughs> totally different movie, but I guess. Uh, Oscar nominee Robert Forster stars as David Madison, a cop who stumbles onto the giant alligator while investigating a possible homicide. And he's a cop who is headed up to here and is not going down. <laughs> He doesn't care. He he could give a fuck about literally everything. And I love oh, that I, mentality. Well, say I love his character so much in this movie. He is just like, he's like, look, I'm done. You guys blame me for the whole thing with the goddamn hotel situation. Which I love how they, I I love how the film does that. It brings it up to then juxtapose it with that new guy in the sewer. And I love I I caught it. It sounds like oh shit, that's actually really why I say like the script's a lot smarter than I think people would probably give this credit for. Yep. I was like, I caught that trick's position real quick. I was like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing here. I don't know if you caught the uh, like critical reception of this, but it actually it, it's gotten some some due praise over the years. Yeah, it, it's. I was looking it up, and it looked like it didn't. It did decent enough when it came out, but it's like over the years, it's been getting reevaluated a lot more favorable, which probably led to why Scream Factory was able to get their hands on it, and put it out because since then it's actually like i would say it's been really getting renewed interest i see a lot more posts about it yeah. people are talking about it again it's like it's really come back thanks to scream in a way well you know they're not gonna make a 4k of a movie no one gives a fuck about like no <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna make one that people like yeah it, it i mean yeah because the sequel not on 4k alligator to the mutation they just did a blu-ray they're like here's the blu-ray for that one <laughs> um but yeah I, matt david's just like you know I'll go see what's killing these people. Oh, shit. It's a giant gator. I do like when he's like trying to save the new guy and he's like, oh, my God. And, like He finally <laughs> reacts to like, what the hell? And he's like, God damn. I love I also love earlier when that nut walks in with the fake bomb and his reactions like take it down. I don't give a shit. Like <laughs> I stopped caring a long time ago and then fake walks out. <laughs> I love he's just like blow it up. I don't care. Ah, um, Forster was nominated for his performance in 1997's Jackie Brown and was a notable character actor who appeared in such films as Mulholland Drive, The Black Hole, The Descendants, and the TV series Breaking Bad as Ed, the vacuum guy. Such a cool... Oh, that makes the fun fact we have for the leader really interesting. I know, right? Like, th that's where they met. Wow, um, okay. Yeah, at the end, in the final season of uh, Breaking Bad, you keep hearing about this guy. Uh, Saul has a card for 
uh, like vacuum repair, but really it's a disappearer. You give this guy 500 grand and he will give you a new identity, place you somewhere else in the country and no one will ever see you again. And we finally meet this guy in the final season. And it's fucking Robert Forster. And I was like, ah, cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. In fact, he, um, he passed the night the El Camino movie came out. Uh, while Austin and I were watching it, it came up on the news. We were like, shit. And he's in the movie. That was his final role. Damn. Okay. Yeah. He passed really in 2019, 78 years old, brain cancer. Damn. Yeah. That's just, I don't know. That, that's, I know we're alluding to it. There'll be an interesting fun fact later in the show, but wow. It's just in relation to that fun fact, interesting how that played out all those decades, all these decades later. I know. It's wild. Um, Next up, Robin Riker plays Marissa Kendall, alligator expert. Cool job to have. What are you in? I'm in Gators. Um, the less fun Steve like Irwin. This. The sexy. Huh? She's like if Steve Irwin was a female and American. I love him. Robert Forster straight up like, you're really smart and you got great tits. <laughs> he's very upfront. Like he, He's like, look, I want to fuck you. Well, he's like, are we going to sleep together later? Because I need to know because what I eat is going to affect my gastrointestinal. Like just... Dude, like, way to go. I, dude, I, I love... Okay, so um, on the show Yellowstone, there's this great scene where, like, um, there's a... a uh, I would say for, like, the first three seasons, there's a plot line where, like, Kevin Costner's sleeping with, like, the governor or whoever of fucking Montana. He's just that powerful with his ranch. And um, at one point, they're doing their thing, and, like, they're, they're in hot and heavy, and all of a sudden, she stops... And he's like, so are we or in his classic gravelly old man Kevin Costner voice now? Are we doing this or what? And she's like, she's like, no, I'm sorry. He's like, no, no, you're good. It's just I'm not as young as I used to be. It takes a bit of time for this thing to get excited to go back down. So I just got to know ahead of time. <laughs> I, like, I, I, love, I love the honesty of these old guys who are like, are we going to fuck later? Because I need to know now. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, I can't wait. Now to get that, it would be like, look, straight up, tell me yes or no. Like, this thing does not work like it. It's a 60-year-old dick. Like, I need, it needs to know. Takes about an hour to get from zero to 75, you know what I mean. <laughs> Takes another hour to get down. So, <laughs> ah, yeah, I love his game. He's just like, you know, this is probably a sure thing, but, you know, I need to know in case my GERD starts acting up. Nice. But yeah, and, in, and he's like, I'm going to take this thing out. Uh, he does. Good for him. And she the girl. Was, oh, I was about to say, good for him because she was hot. I was, yeah. I was proud. And I was wondering where I'd seen her before. Uh, she was in an episode of Buffy. Uh, she played the, the witch in the first season, the cheerleader, Amy's mom. Oh, shit. That's her. Wow. Okay. Huh. Catherine Madison. Catherine the Great, as they called her. Dude, I haven't. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she really like just did TV bit parts for the rest of her career. This was like one of her few films, uh, and a lot of the shows I didn't recognize. So, but I I knew Buffy, and I'm like, oh, I could talk about that. Yeah, I'm 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 really glad that like the uh, the reboot they were talking about ever since the shit came out with Whedon that has effectively died. I'm like, oh, thank you, God. I I think they could do it. Just I don't want him anywhere near it. No, no, I don't want to be on there. I also want them to do a proper fucking HD release of goddamn the original show. If they, if X Files can do it and it came out before Buffy, I, 
The thing about Buffy, have you seen the revamped episodes? Guess what? Yeah, yes, I have. But guess what? Didn't make it full to three still, and just HD what you have. That's a good idea. I just love that they did that, that they actually released episodes where you can see the fucking cameras on either side. You can see fucking Joss at the craft services table. Yeah. (laughs) So funny to me, man. It's so funny. And I'm like, I feel like, well, you just, it's just, I'm like, no, if X, again, if X Files, which came out well before Buffy, could pull it off somehow and do good transfers, either A, keep it four to three, HD what you can, or B, Go wise, but have someone that actually gives two shits when they're doing the transfer and make yes. sure they're doing a good job. I agree. I would love a, a collection of you know Buffy and Angel HD revamped Blu-ray set. Oh, I would I would snatch that up in a heartbeat. Oh, same. I, I fucking love Buffy. I stand by that. Oh, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a wonderful show. I love Buffy. I watched she the whole thing beautiful. five, six times. It's comfort food to me. Yeah. I was about to say she is beautiful. She was one of my original crushes. So now nah, I'm on team faith. She's hot. Sarah Michelle Geller's hot, but Eliza Dushku is scorching. I was, I was always, I was always Buffy. <laughs> I just loved Faith's arc too, from like you know, insecure to evil to redemption. Like I love that arc. I love redemption arcs, man. Yeah, yeah, no, she had a good arc on that show. Of course, if you weren't watching Angel, you didn't know what the fuck happened. All of a sudden, Faith shows up, and now she's a good guy. <laughs> like, I, I get people being like, "What? The, what the? What happened here?" Does that my cousin Bruno watched Buffy and didn't watch Angel and she was like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, I did, I watched them separate. So at first I was like, "What?" And then when I watched Angel, I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense now." She just never watched Angel. She tried the first episode. Was like, "I don't like this," and then just didn't watch it. And I've been trying to sell her on it for some time, but it's not going to take. I mean, anything. admittedly, I do like Buffy overall better. Um, I thought Angel had a first. The first three seasons are great. Fourth season's a fucking mess. I don't know what the hell happened. It's it's a guy. Uh, Charisma Carpenter got pregnant. Joss Whedon resented her for it and fucked her up. And that that's what happened. Yeah. So it, yeah, four was a goddamn mess. Five was on the right track, but they that was they were doing that thing that I I usually don't respond well with TV shows, which is most of the cast left. We fucked up with the prior season. Let's just try revamping the show. And it's like, I don't like it when you do, especially because in that case it got canceled. So it was like, we never really got to see the revamp go anywhere with what they were doing. Yeah, fair enough. Next up, uh, did not expect to see this guy. Oscar nominee Michael V. Gazzo plays Chief Clark, David's boss. Gazzo was nominated for his performance in 1974's The Godfather Part Two. And also appeared in Last Action Hero, Sudden Impact, Cannibal, Cannonball Run 2, and a lot of TV bit parts. Gazzo died in 1995 at 71 years old from a stroke. And I was like, it's Frank Pantangeli. Like, I was, I was really excited. Like, hey, there he is. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I like him in this. I like how his boss actually for once has his back. He's like, no, I got your back. Until, you know, the mayor calls and is like, fire him now i never i didn't really understand why he wanted it fired like what was the beef there he was, he was digging too deep into the company the mayor was tied to that oh. radioactive company he was digging too deep okay all right yeah that makes sense but uh yeah i just i i had never seen him outside of godfather too and he always sounds like he's like out of breath you know like you're my number one guy david he sounds like he's out of breath. And at first, when I saw him, I was like, "Is my is my this fucked up?" Because like he'll talk, and it looks like he's not moving his mouth the way he talks. 
So I was like, is my disc fucked up? <laughs> I was like, oh no, it's just the way he talks. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Ah, I love him in Godfather too. Just this loyal guy who's like, we need you to rat. He's like, I'm no rat, but I'll do it. No rat. Like yeah. he, he sounds like he's near death. Like constantly. He always, he always does. <laughs> oh boy. You know, in Godfather 2, that role was supposed to be uh, Clemenza from the first movie. But the guy really? who played Clemenza said, I would never rat on, on the family. That would, he would never do that. So he refused to do in, in, to be in the movie. So they had to come up with a new character for that story. Jesus. I love the dedication. You know, he's like, I'm no rat. <laughs> you have your actor is like, I'm no rat. And then you have him in real life like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> ah, Frank Pantangeli. Uh Alligator has an IMDb score of 6.0, Rotten Tomatoes score of 83%. Pretty good. Damn, it has been really seeing some critical reevaluation. To be fair, it is out of 23 reviews. Shut your mouth. Don't you fucking take away from it now. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a cute, it wasn't a huge hit, grossing only 6.5 million on a budget of 1.5 million. So decent, you know, okay success, but yeah. It's become a cult classic, spawned one sequel in 1991. And uh, why don't you take us through some some highlights of Alligator? Well, outside of obviously the two biggest highlights that we'll get to, uh, I do actually really like the opening of this film and how like it has the zoo, the zookeeper get attacked and really like kind of graphic detail. Like the film is just like this is the movie you're getting, and it's just like the guy bites down. I love how prolonged it is. Like he is screaming. No one is like leaving. Everyone's just going, huh, interesting. They all think it's part of the show. I want that one lady's like, they could have used like less fake blood for this. <laughs> the dude's like, oh dear God, help me. It's just like, nah. <laughs> could be better. Two there's like ours. It's like the check <laughs> shoes. Uh there's like two or three grown ass alligators attacking this man. People are just like uh, it and even it takes it like the zookeeper, other the guys to come out to help him, and then be like, "Oh shit, that was real." I love that it inspires a little girl to be like, "Oh, I want one." <laughs> like, look what I can do to my enemies, and then they get her a little alligator. I can have my alligator eat them and bathe in their blood. Who in the hell gets their kids a baby alligator? Well, see, and that's again the, with the smart script. There was a. A while that's what the whole rumor about like at least like the new york thing was that's what it was rooted in it was like people were buying alligators as pets because it's like exotic right people want their exotic fucking pets because why can't we just live life knowing that dogs and cats are fine and if you want like birds can you pick all that shit fine right no we need to go exotic things are not domesticated and we'll fucking turn on you in a heartbeat um but uh, it, it's playing off that myth and the origination is that myth of people getting those exotic pets, realizing, oh shit, this thing's going to get bigger and I don't have a tank that can keep it because it, and it, I can't keep this. So flush it down the toilet and then which led to the myth of New York has fucking alligators in its sewers. People flushing them down the toilet. So I, I, I like how to me, that's what I got from it was that they were playing off that myth. Like Oh, yeah, this little gore is getting the alligator, and then you know the dad realizes this is a stupid idea. Why did we do this? I love it. It takes the entire flight back from Florida to be like, wait a minute, this was a terrible idea. I'm also just picturing like an 80s household with like a 20 foot long 
tank in the living room that just has a fucking gator <laughs> sitting there next to the TV. They throw it fish from time to time. God, or just do what Bam Margera did on the first jackass and just put it in his parents' house and watch them react. Yeah, that's also an option. That or the uh, the gorilla. <laughs> What what was what was funnier? I thought the, I think the gorilla because Phil like had to run to the bathroom and take a shit. <laughs> he got so scared. Oh, good times. God. So they flush Ramon down the toilet. I love later on the, the the girls like I used to have a gator as a kid. His name was Ramon, and you're like, what? This yeah. is your problem. You did this. Yeah, I like how the film does that. Like you're thinking like, okay, they're bringing in the random, you know. Beauty of a lady to be the love interest and be the expert. And then you're like, wait, no, that's the girl that had the gator. Holy shit, she did this. This is her problem. I guess it's more dad's fault. He's like, God damn it, you're getting a cat. And he he has such like an 80s dad reaction, in my opinion. Like this film's like 81 80s might be abusive a bit, dad. Here you go. Well, I mean, she never gave up on that obsession because she became the definitive crocodile expert or alligator expert and was completely unhelpful. Yeah, you know why? Because she's no Steve Irwin. He is. He was the definitive alligator slash crocodile expert. Yes. Yes, he is. Changed my mind. (laughs) I saw somewhere his son did a Loki cosplay and had um, a gator, like a baby gator as uh, alligator Loki. That's awesome. Yeah. His whole family's like really just embraced everything he did and has been keeping that conservation going. And I fucking, Oh, I, I love it. I remember there was an episode he did real quick where um, he was like, it was, you know, cause now they finally Florida thought, Hey, we should make the Everglades national parks. People stop building residential houses on it. No shit. Um, is that a recent decision? They did it a couple years ago, or not a couple years ago. When I was a kid, they did it. I think oh, okay. I was thinking like, there's no way that just happened. No, but it's just the <laughs> fact that it, it was already after things were getting houses were being built already. So it's like, why did it take so fucking long? Whatever, human, we're idiots. Um, but there was a part right that you know, obviously in the Everglades, for you who don't know, there's parts that you can tour right on the boats, and they they show you there's. Parts are used for touristy attractions. You can there's literally a road that cuts right fucking through it, so you're it's right there. Gators are on the road all the time. But then there are parts that are very much off limits. They are very much like they are protected. You leave it alone. You do not go there. You stay out of it. That's where the meth labs are. Yeah. Or I remember there was also Steve Irwin got to go into one of those protected areas that they don't really get a phone stuff, and like the water's like crystal clear and everything, and he got to swim in it. And they had a camera crew with them, and he went down and swam. And at one point, you see a gator come out of this tall-ass grass that I was hiding in, and it just swims next to him. Does not attack him, nothing. Just swims next to him. I'm like, God damn. They knew. They could tell. He's he's here to help. Yeah, they, they knew. They knew who he was. <sighs> I want to piss it off. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help It's myself. angry! <laughs> I've been trying to get have they ever released all that on DVD? Has that ever gotten a DVD release? Crocodile Hunter? I don't think so. Oh, I want that so bad. I'm not signing up for Discovery Plus. 
but I want to watch the crocodile. You hunter. don't have to because they're merging with HBO Max. So eventually you're just getting it. Oh, great. Okay, cool. I'll, am I going to have to pay extra? I'll probably have to pay extra. They haven't specified, but it's going to be one thing now, like one. All right. So I just wait. I can watch my crocodile. Yeah. So one day you can sit there and watch the Batman and then watch old episodes of Crocodile Hunter and then watch, you know, my 900 pound life or the fuck one they got on there. I'll pass on watching fat people suffer. Or 90 Day Fiance or whatever the hell else TLC likes to show on the fucking money channel. What a fucking oxymoron that is now. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's no way we were going to make it through an episode on Alligator without bringing up the Crocodile Hunter. It wasn't going to happen. No. He was he was one of the first big celebrities. That's why I shed tears when I heard yeah. about it. I was, I was a sad child. I miss him day. every day. I loved Steve Irwin. He was the ah. fucking man. Yes, he was. Oh, I saw a video of him talking about his like calling. He said, like, the money's great. I love the money, but all of that goes back into conservation. That's why I'm here to save this planet. I'm like, you we didn't deserve him. We really didn't. We didn't. He was the hero we needed, not the one we deserved. Oh. Anyway. Um yeah. So this gator grows up. I love that it's Ramon. Yeah, I, I, forgot got a name. That, I forgot that's what they name it. I was like, that's okay. Ramon. Name we're going with. And they find an arm in the sewer system. And, you know, that's an impossible homicide. So Madison's like, I'm on it. God damn it. And <laughs> investigates. Yes, I'll do it. It's my job. <laughs> You're expecting me to do my goddamn job? Are you shitting me? Neymar is is almost dying, officer. Yes, I expect you to do your goddamn job. You're the best one I got. You gotta find this killer, Madison. You gotta do it for me. <laughs> You're my boy. You're my boy, Blue. Um, all right. <laughs> I did like as this is happening, uh, we have that scene, and this I did have to pay attention to my TV because, as I mentioned earlier, with my dog, um, when the guy's getting the animals and he gets the dog, which fuck that guy, that was a beautiful fucking dog. Um, Ugh, yeah, that he's yeah. just feeding you know, these, these dogs growth hormone and then ditching the bodies. Yeah, and then feeding them to the fucking gator, and um, I look, I enjoy his death so much. I love this. Uh, first, I love that they like they make a point. And they're like, this guy's not smart. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me. You're you're not coming out again. Let me get down there, big guy. Let me uh, let me see if you're down there. Like, I remember thinking, like, why would you? You're an idiot. It's a fucking alligator. I'm not going down there. I don't care if I'm been feeding it and befriending it. I'm not Steve Irwin. I'm not going down there. <laughs> He's the only one who could have say who could have ended this without bloodshed. I I believe that. They would have shook hands on national television. He, he would have he would have gotten on that thing and rode it to safety. Some reason, carry on, right, into the sunset, into the Everglades. All right, so go with me on this, right? So remember okay. that image of, of Putin invading uh, Chimeria, but he was on the horse and the fucking no shirt on bullshit? Yes. Steve Irwin, no shirt on. <laughs> on in the alligator. I wonder what he, I wonder if he saw this movie. I bet he didn't like it. I bet he's like, those animals aren't dangerous. How dare you? This is propaganda. They're going to hurt these creatures. I, I bet that's exactly what, what he did. 
what if he's the reason this film never got an official release until now? My God, he, he tried to bury it. He tried to bury it. He bought up all the copies of this and Lake Placid and we're just like trying to burn them. I've noticed I have had trouble finding Lake Placid on DVD. I wonder if... I think there's a Blu-ray copy out now. There is now. Oh, yeah, but it was already on DVD for a while. I wonder. Was he high? Steve Irwin hiding all the crocodile movies? Yes. That's exactly what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. That guy, yeah. That guy, the the doctor guy, when he when that other guy's like, hey, I got you know some cats or a bird for you. And he's like, no, puppies. Like, oh, you're you're a special kind of evil. Yeah, right. The way he looked at puppies, I'm like, Jesus, man. Coming off a little strong there. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah, I and I love that it's a POV thing. I love that it's a POV shot. You you see the alligators. I, I love how they do that where you'll see the eyes open in the dark and you're like, oh shit, we're in trouble. And I like as he's looking, you just see the camera zoom in and just fucking it grabs him. I'm like, yeah, I didn't want your fucking pets anymore. I wanted you. That scene when Madison and Kelly are in the sewer and they're just like looking at the map and the light goes there, like behind them, and the fucking gator's right there. Like I was, yeah. I was not expecting that. That caught me off guard. They they do a great job to me with all the the uh, sewer sequences of really putting you on the edge of like it could be anywhere, and it has the advantage because gators can see at night. They're actually they're uh, nocturnal animals to an extent. They can see at night, so it can see them. They cannot see it. Up oh, them some breaks. Um, <laughs> that scene when when you think it's the gator, but it's actually Kelly. He like grabs Madison's ass and is like, "Ha, I gotcha!" It's like, why would you, why would you grab this guy's ass? The the '80s I've noticed um, was both like the most homophobic decade, but like also like like straight guys doing very um, homoerotic things to each other. Yet, you know, oh, I'm not gay. Like, well, you just grabbed a guy's ass out of the blue, man. Like, <laughs> pranked. Why? Why would you go there? I don't know. But uh, he gets his in a very brutal way. And it's uh, it's pretty scary, actually, because Madison starts realizing, oh, it's not a crazed killer. It's a giant alligator. And it carries Kelly away. We can't reason with this. Nope. <laughs> I love that one invest, the one reporter who's like, so... Why don't you tell us about your partner that you got killed, huh? Like, you making any progress at all on this investigation? <laughs> like, doing anything there? What was the beef there? Like, why was he? Why did he have such a hard on for Madison? He just really hated him for no reason. I was very happy to see his death. Oh my god, was I happy to see that damn death happen? <laughs> yeah, that was out of yeah. There were a lot of just sudden deaths in this, but I, they were all pretty deserved. Oh, yeah. No, but yeah, I do like with the Kelly one. Oh, I like about that is how tense it gets. Because like once they realize, oh, shit, there's a goddamn alligator in here. <laughs> like I love that moment where they're like, uh, what the fuck? Like, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and they try to get out of there. And I love the tenseness of like, he's trying to get it here. Get it open. It's stuck. I'm trying. Like. <laughs> And he's just sitting there and his legs are so exposed and you just all of a sudden see him get fucking grabbed and pulled. I'm like, fuck. And then Madison ends up in the hospital and he's like, 
alligators. <laughs> There's alligators. <laughs> He's freaking out. And the invest the journalist is like, so got another partner killed, huh? How's that working out for you? Like, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, what is the beef, man? Leave him alone. And he goes to the expert, and the expert's like, there's no possible way an alligator could ever get that big down there. You got me? I like how you did that. Yeah, it's so like, do you know who you're talking to? I'm the expert. I am the expert. <laughs> And old Madison's just like, I don't have time for this shit. See ya. <laughs> well, I know what I saw, so I'm going to go take care of it. How's that sound? I also love that there's just like a citywide conspiracy happening around the alligator. It's just, I wasn't paying much attention to that because I was mostly like, when's the, where's this fucker striking next? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. I, I, what I like about the, with the uh, reporter Seth real quick is, um, I like how I like how that one shot too, because again, fucking tense. Like you to see him. I like how they frame it where he's like taking the pictures, and when you see the flash, all you see is his gaping ass mouth in front of the screen. You're like, holy shit! And he ends up on the front. I love it. Madison's like, well, he's on the front page, and that's all he really wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't crying. Yeah, he hated him. He's like, oh, thank God, I don't have to. This one, this is a good death. <laughs> and now everyone's like, there's a gator. And they bring in some like big shot hunter who's like, hello, pretty lady. I, I love the smugness of this guy. This guy is like the right amount of smug and sleaze. Oh, man, he's he, like, you stay out of my way. You got an ascot. Later on, he like buys off these black kids like, hey, you want to be my bait? <laughs> They're all like, how, all right. I love how they take him to like the alley and he's like, all right, you gotta come with me. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going down there. There's goddamn rumor gator there. Yeah, it's, it's it's so weird. So out of place. And of course, you know, the big white, the great white hunter gets chomped. <laughs> he knows. I love, I love how like the kid goes with them and then he gets ready to walk away. And you show the screaming. And you look, and the dude's just in the gator, half his body. And the guy's like, the kid tries to shoot him to his credit. He's Hooks like, oh. God damn it. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> just to run away. Be like, oh, I'm, I'm fucking out. I'm not next. I'm out here. If he's been eaten, odds are his wallet has two. There is not going to be any money here. I'm out. Yeah. I'm not risking it. No. <laughs> I like when the gator attacks the the wedding. Like, oh yeah, that's to me like the second. That's the best set piece. Yeah, this. it's the wedding attack. And it's just all these people are kind of smug and assholes, and it's like this is my, my number one boy. It's like okay, Jonathan, settle down. I'll say there was a there was a bit of a creepiness to that. I was watching that when I was watching. I was like, is he fucking that dude? Are they fucking? What's going on here? Why is he really emphasizing? That's his number one boy. It's getting creepy. Stop emphasizing that. He said it like three times, like nodding off. Number one boy. (laughs) He said it a couple times. It was unnerving. It was a little unnerving. I was like, what's going on here? What's happening behind closed doors? I know rich people got some weird kinks to stay rich. And that that gator ripped that car open and, and got, you know, the tasty meat inside. 
It did. I love how the driver at no point tries to just drive away. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing on that. <laughs> Waits for the gator to come. And by the way, plenty of time to let the guy get into the car. I'm just saying. There's like plenty of time for all of that to happen. Um, And the guy could have drove away, but like none of that. And even if, like, look, if I was that guy that got locked out, why do you stay there? Just keep running then. Just run. Pretty sure on land you get outrun a gator. To a certain extent, they can be pretty fast. Oh, that's right. I didn't know that. I thought you could. I thought they were just fast swimmers. They're fast runners too. Oh yeah, I've seen videos where like if um, there was one video where this guy's like fishing, and I guess he pissed the gator off. You know, um, it comes up to the fucking land where he's at, and he he made the comment. He's like, he had to actually back up and stare at it to make sure because it will charge. And it's fucking fast. And sure enough, it did. And he, you, see, you see him turn around and book it. And like, it, it's terrifying because it, like, when it charged, it also went from like this slow, slow lumbering creature to the fastest goddamn thing I've seen in my life. Where it just went, boom. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> they do that. Uh, another thing you should be scared of. Uh, I watched this video. This is on a GoPro. Dude's kayaking um, out in the swamp, swampy area. He did not realize he was apparently in a, uh, a nest. I, I, I recently laid nest and female mother alligators are very territorial around their eggs. And um, this thing on his fucking kayak swam through the water, bolt, hit it, and flipped him. And the only reason he is still alive, he said, because he was right next to a fucking tree, you know, trees in the swamp, so tree in the water. He was right next to that, was able to grab it and fucking go back the other direction to get him back up and he just backed out he just he left that's why i don't i don't swamp there's too much in there that wants to kill me if it's not you know fucking victor crowley it's a goddamn gator they're vicious fuckers it's not worth it they are apex all right they have survived a dinosaur extinction and they just got smaller honestly it's really what happened so they used to be massive back then as we see occasionally, there's still, you know, some some chunky ones out there. Ugh, freaky. You think, you think like the gator hierarchy, like they look at those chunky ones like, you need to work out, Steve. Like, come on, man. I always thought it was like a walrus, you know, like a walrus, like the fat ones get worshipped. <laughs> I don't know. Move beyonds. The king is here. Neil, bow your shits. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the scene that, that got into your head, the, uh, the pool scene. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. So I remember being a kid, right? And the scene comes up. And I'm at this point, I'm into the movie. So it's that whole scene when it fucking pops out of the sewer. Uh, Storm was- drain. The storming, which is fucking awesome, by the way, it, that looked awesome. So to this day, I'm, I wonder how they pulled that off. I need to do, I might date to the bone stage, so I know how they pulled that off. Um, but yeah, you and you get to see where like it starts rampaging through the town. People are very aware of it now. Like it's so he's on high alert, and that to me, I what I like is that the film really ratchets up its creep factor more. It really plays on the side of like now we don't know where it's at. We have no idea. It's out there. It's in the fucking city now. I, was, um, I found it interesting how, like, because the manhunt, like, failed to get the gator, the chief's all of a sudden like, your boy went, your boy went Madison. <laughs> like, what? There's no gator here. 
mind you, as they're just throwing grenades into the water to try to try it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, at some point in its travels, it winds up in a pool. Now, I have learned recently, you, I have a right to be scared, depending on the state you're in. Um, in Florida, gators can climb fucking fences. They have, they have evolved. <laughs> so, um, there have been reports people are having to actually like check their fucking pools to make sure. <laughs> um, but uh, and yeah, in this scene, it's a uh, looks like a birthday party of some kind's going on, some some kind of party. Um, gators hiding out in the pool, and at first I remember as a kid I thought it was, but it's just kids being kids, and they're playing pirates and they're going to rock the plank. Now in the air day, this is fine. This is a fine activity. He gets thrown to the pool. He swims out of it. Whatever. What they don't know, because they're kids, they're not paying attention. They don't know. So the gator is currently chilling in the pool. And it sees its upcoming prey coming. It's got its mouth wide open waiting to be fed. It's, yes, it's literally it's like, there's the next one. And you see the kid has a moment, which to me was the horrifying part. The most horrifying was that he realizes, holy shit, there's an alligator in there. But as they're kind of testing you hear me like no 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 they're not paying attention they throw them in there and on like not even a second that gator chomps down now this is an american film you don't see it chomp down the kid but you see the goddamn blood they are quick to have the blood shoot up and the kids have their moment of like oh shit and have to run in and so and yes this was a scene that when i saw as a kid mind you we didn't have a pool at all as a kid so i guess you can say it's unwanted but it scared the living shit out of me um i double checked pools for the longest time i still to this day is in the back of my head when i get into pool i'm like there's a fucking gator hiding in here to this day i just i i can't without thinking of this damn movie um even when i lived in uh when i lived in blanco growing up in blanco with the river we swam in it was always in the back of my mind like well if there's a fucking out like uh like and it's all because of this fucking scene. I think the scariest part is the kids going, "Mom," <laughs> and the ki- mom being like, "Yeah," and having to find out uh, something got Billy or whatever his name was. Like that's very scary. I love that when that other kid like goes home to say like, "Mom, there's an alligator," and she's like, "I'm on the phone." <laughs> like eighties beer in her hand. Eighties yeah. parents, and he's like. You got my bread knife. Like, where are you going? Damn it. <laughs> Fucking kids. Yeah. I love how the kids are. I mean, kid, don't do it. Like, you you escaped. You got out of there. You're safe. Don't go fighting the alligator. What are you going to do with that knife? Like, you, really? It's a 36-foot apex predator. You have a bread knife. You, you watched it bite a cop. You watched it attack a cop. And the cop lost. It ripped open the street. <laughs> what are you? What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do, child? But yeah, I don't. How how did you feel about this this scene? Did you did you think I was unjustified in my fear, sir? As a kid, I that would have freaked me out too. I mean, I I get it. You know, the gator just waiting, the friends not noticing, the kid being like, "No, wait," and then chomp. Yeah, I get that. I'd be looking in pools too yeah and you have no way of escape you don't even have a second to try this one way because they had i mean look i'll give them credit they're committing to the part they're playing a the game i get it he's blindfolded 
it looks like his hands were tied to go with the, the thing. They may not have been tied. I'm sure it was something to make sure he could get out. Um, but especially as a kid, you're gonna you're gonna fucking lose your mind. As a full grown adult, you had done that to me. I'd be losing my mind. I would not be trying to. I, I, first, I would not be trying to swim out. I can tell you that. I'd be so. I'd be like losing my shit so quick. <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck do I do? There's a goddamn thing that's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, man. I. I feel like I can get away from a shark, but more than I get away from this thing. Like there's something primordial and like, like stronger about a alligator that I feel like sharks are like sinister and kind of like me, like gators. Like I'm going to fuck you up and you're going to watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also like the shit though. I've again, this may really lets my fascination with them in a weird way. My fear became fascination. Um, but uh, they have like I've 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 done research and their grip is insane. Um, yeah, the force is unreal. It's yeah, it's enough to like crush steel. Yeah, that's why when you see it, like when you know the freak the freak accidents have happened at the zoo with the guys that do the tricks where they put it in their hands and stuff. If you notice, you'll see like three four people running over to try to pry it open because it's that hard to pry their fucking mouth open. It's not easy. Um, and they're sensitive too, because that's the thing. A lot of people wonder, like, why would? Well, so the reason they do that is because if you don't touch anything in the gator when their mouths open, you train them, they won't close. They that's the thing. So that's the thing with their mouths. They have like the really sensitive glands, so they just keep it open and wait for something to even touch that gland a bit, and it chomps. So like that's what happens a lot of times in those freak accidents is if you're sweating. And they suck their hands in. And I think that right to happen. One guy, he was sweating. A drop hit the gland and the gear just went boom. Just shut immediately. Because it sensed something on his mouth. Why would people do tricks around gate? I never understood this. Like, you know, hey, let's fuck with the giant lizard. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. The already pissed off animal. Let's, let's aggravate it further. Yeah. And that's when they grab you, by the way. Um, so they have a very strong grip. Usually they're big fucking massive creatures to begin with, so they're strong. They also like to do this thing, and this is the part I don't know what sounds more horrifying: getting mangled by a gator or this next part. But uh, they ideally will drag you into the water and do what they call a death roll as you're underwater, where you are rolled underwater until you theoretically die. So are they like drowning you? Yeah. They Jesus do that. Christ. They do that to their prey. They grab, pull, and do a death roll under the water. I'm never going near water again. That's God damn, man. Yeah, <laughs> don't terrifying. look. What I'm saying is, if it's gator infested, just stay out. <laughs> don't even risk it. Have fun at the gator zoos. I know those exist, and those are a lot of fun. But there's safety measures in place at those zoos. AKA, they have you on like things that are like caged off and stuff so we can't get near you but you can you know admire it from afar alligators just say no yeah and don't be like that fucking idiotic unfortunate child's parents and i think it was disneyland disney ward that weren't paying attention and the the gator that was there for one of the attractions i forget which grabbed their child and killed them happiest place on earth yeah, I remember it was Sometimes. a big, it was a big, yeah, it was a big scandal. And then it was found, well, they weren't paying attention. They let him wonder, knowing it was right fucking there, and it it took his chance. 
I imagine Disney was like uh, free passes. Yeah, I think yeah they they gave them like free passes. I think they rebuilt the fucking enclosure to make. You should it give them closer. like hundred three hundred million dollars or some crazy number to be like, hey, sorry, our gators killed your kid, but you know, unlimited refills the soda bar. How's that? It's Disney. Just give them a new child. We got your. <laughs> God, that's dark. <laughs> they've got extra they've got a supply they got one cryogenically frozen somewhere near Walt's head oh my god uh, well I going. <laughs> Forster and the witch take this thing down with, with that fake bomb that they turn into a real bomb I love that and uh, oh yeah, yeah. oh well, real quick I like before this when they're looking for, for it finds its way back to the, the sewer I like when the police are hunting it in the canal and the fucker just flips the damn boat over. I'm like, you guys suck at trying to kill this skater as <laughs> you're just throwing grenades, missing your shots. But there's apparently only one competent officer in this police force and they fired his ass. And he, I mean, he doesn't have to keep doing this. It's like, it's not my job anymore. But he's like, ah, I'm fucking a gator expert. I might as well. <laughs> We're having glow. I like how like she like has a moment where she gets tired of him and leaves and gets like mad. Just well, he like to- he says something like, "Well, that like idiot deserved it," and she's like kind of appalled by that. Yeah, and then just for him to go to her mom's house, and I get the idea her mom should have been put somewhere to be watched. Yeah, there's <laughs> dementia in there. Yeah. Um. Just trying to find a way to be like, let's go to your room. I'll make it up to you. You know, your mom's downstairs. I love the way he's like, anything I did, I apologize for. Like, he clearly doesn't mean it. No, He's so over everything. Look, I, I just want to apologize so we can kill this gator and continue having sex. Is that so hard? I'm going to be ask. honest, lady. I want to get in there. How do I make this happen? That's that's about as much romance as he can muster. <laughs> uh, but they kill this thing. But you know, we see another little baby gator. There's always people flushing baby gators down the toilet. There's always dudes experimenting with growth hormones and dogs, I guess. So there will be another gator. There will be another one. I do like look, and even if like it ended up being and what I like about this now, and obviously this was not like thought of when they wrote the script because it's been happening recently um in more recent years i should say but i like that yeah okay so the whole i think like that got busted years ago the whole like myth about gears being the serious like i know Mythbusters is i think someone's like e-ray has been busted like that was never happening it was just something that got remember it became a thing but what i like is that because in a way because it's having such a revival this film since the recent proper home video release um, which has brought it to a proper uh, VOD release as well because of it. Um, it fits in line that whole idea of like oh, people always flushing things on the, you know, baby gators on the toilet. It fits in line with something that has been happening, has caused issues in recent years in Florida with people importing fucking exotic animals, specifically goddamn anacondas that have been causing a human, it caused a pythons, I forget which pythons, Burmese pythons. 
that have been causing humongous issues in the Everglades because they actually do go after the alligators. Jesus Christ, the alligators aren't on top of the food chain anymore. No. Fucking snakes. They're, they're fighting for it. And the thing that has been causing issues is that pythons, snakes in general, breed like fucking crazy and fast. So, like, they were trying to contain it and get rid of these snakes and be like, we got to get rid of it. But it's just, it's been a loss. Like, they have not been able to pull it off. And yeah, it's just because some jackass. Because and Florida has, I want to say, lots of issues though with like exotic animals getting imported in because of um, Cuba and other stuff near there. Um, but that's been their biggest one was um, has been that. So that's why I say like in a weird way, like yeah, the myth with alligators getting flush on the toilet and living in the sewers got busted. Probably never really was it. Like if you really think about it, like not possible. Like a sewer is not a fucking good environment for what was this food source coming from you know like um and also i think it's gonna smell the high heaven so like i know it's just not happening um but it, it in a way because of its resurgence it's very it's become timely thanks to unfortunately what's been going on with the everglades issue of people saying like oh let's bring in this fucking python as an exotic python people go oh well actually now that i realize it's a python and to an extent in anaconda i don't know not that there's any in the everglades but those are big fucking snakes and they're not pets so i don't want it let's just dump it into the goddamn swamp and now they're having rampant legit issues with it i have a legit fear of a toilet toilet snake that is just going to come up and you know that's happened to people like swam up the drain and bitten their dick off i've heard that I heard it's not it's not as prevalent here in America. Obviously, like we don't have that issue, but I've heard stories of like most of them seem to stem from good old Australia, where everything wants to fucking kill you. And our thing was like, oh great, so the toilet even wants to kill you in Australia. We'll dive more into snakes when we cover anaconda. Yeah, I've, I've I've heard some insane stories where like I think one guy had like a big snake in their house via a toilet. I'm like, that is terrifying. Yeah, always look. A couple times before you take a seat, you never know when to- toilet snake might be you in your future. Uh, here are some film guys and facts for Alligator. Number one, Brian Cranston worked on the movie as a production assistant for the special effects department. This was his first gig. He met Robert Forster, and then decades later, they would reunite on Breaking Bad. How cool is that? Yeah, that's why I said, like, I, I didn't know that part. I just remember, like, that was a big thing recently when they were coming out with the screen factory release was like and screen put it on it's um they put it somewhere on here that they were talking about it i'll 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 find it until you off camera but they like they were advertising that like hey like brian cranston worked on the special effects for this film like so it became like this big thing that i don't know if he was trying to hide it but he's not now because no he when when robert forster uh died he brought up like yeah we met on alligator and Stayed in touch and then you know, got to work together again on Breaking Bad and I'll miss him. But yeah, Cranston's never like he's always been on you know, up front with all of his stuff. Okay, yeah. Well, so yeah, it, I I just remember it wasn't something like I knew about. And then, like when they were doing the show, you guys, the nice little 4K release here, nice. um, that was one of the biggest selling points. Was like, hey, like if you guys didn't know Cranston, this was his first gig. He was a special, he had special effects, specifically the big finale that we see. That's cool. I love that they had to like they they have nothing else to latch on to. They're like, hey, Brian Cranston kind of worked on the special effects back in 1980. Isn't that cool? 
Well, that and they have a the TV edit, which runs eight minutes longer. Because I was back in the day when um, Halloween did the same thing. There's a there's a TV edit added scenes, or because there was less commercials and more time to air the show, that they needed to meet the fucking yeah time block so they would add shit into the movie. And that was another big thing with this is that they have the eight minute longer TV cut. But for the sake of the Blu-ray casing or sake of the show casing I was running, I stuck with the theatrical. We'll watch the TV cut in my own time. I've seen the TV cut of the Goonies, and it is weird that they used to do that. Hmm. Yeah, now they can't because commercials make it to where, like, no, it, it's going to work. We'll be fine. It's a funny scene I wish they'd kept in the Goonies where they go to a convenience store before their adventure to stock up on snacks, and they run into the, the bullies from later on, you know, Troy and his dudes. And uh, Mouth straight up says to Troy, like, I fucked your mom. <laughs> and they get in a fight. Like, it's not even a... it's. It's, out, it's so, like, not a kid's movie scene. <laughs> but, fuck, I wish they'd kept it. <laughs> hilarious. Um, number two. Uh, Ramon, the oft-malfunctioning animatronic alligator used in the film, was later donated to the Florida Gators as a team mascot. Ramon made several appearances before games and during halftime. They would just bring out this giant-ass animatronic alligator and everyone be like, Gators! <laughs> it's just hilarious. Oh, yeah. Honestly, like, I didn't even realize it was always breaking because uh, I thought it looked really good in the film. All these years later, it still looked really good. So did so did Jaws. That shit broke all the time. You can't rely on giant animatronic animals. Just No, no, you cannot. They will just going to break. <laughs> uh, and number three, John Sales read Frank Ray Perilli's script for the film once and then totally scrapped it. Uh, Sales said it was set in Milwaukee and explained that the alligator grew gigantic because of beer from a brewery going into the sewers. This Milwaukee beer was causing this gator to just grow exponentially because we all know of the terrible Wisconsin alligator problem. (laughs) Well, I would totally embrace that if they did a certain way. I don't think it would have been as, I don't think it would have been good. It would not have been any of the love it's been really getting. Right now, had they done that, probably done it wrong. Yeah, that should have been the sequel. Is you know, beer alligator. I would watch that. Uh, Instead, the sequel was (laughs) Beer Gator, 1991's Alligator Two: The Mutation, and apparently the plot's pretty similar. But uh, Dee Wallace is in this one. Yes, she is. Where'd it go? I have that one. There's actually interesting names in this one. Got this one. Like I said, they just did a Blu-ray. Um, but it has Dee Wallace, Richard Lynch. Um, I think Kane Hodder has like a credit in this movie. Like, it's a, there's a lot of like random names. Yeah, Kane. Wow, I'm looking at it. Kane is, Hodder. Kane, is Kane Hodder the Gator? Because that'd be awesome. Oh my god, I don't know, but I'm gonna look that up. It says the mutation. Does he turn into a dude Gator at the end and is like, rah? Maybe I have. So this one I bought poorly because I'm like, I gotta see what the sequel is because it's the first one they showed. So I'm curious on how the sequel plays out. I will, you know, I will watch and report back. It is okay. PG-13. That's what the hell. Ah, what jib. Uh, well, I give Alligator a seven. It's got its moments. There's some genuinely shocking scenes. I think the pace is a little slow at times. I think it could have gone heavier with the gore. But I get why people like this. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll t- I guess I'll accept seven. I'm going to raise you an eight. <laughs> I'm taking your seven. I'm raising an eight. 
Uh, Call. Uh, this is a really fun film. Um, for me, the gore is like yeah. Also, obviously, I I would love a gore, but not, luckily because I love Crawl so much, I can forgive because it's like well, if I want a gory film, I'll just watch Crawl. Um, that's just me now. Um, but I I I like those just again how I was saying on my top five. I just love how much fun this film is, and it's just it's it it's a to me a really smart script that plays off this myth, long running myth at the time takes full advantage of it a lot of great standout set pieces like i said the wedding scene obviously the the pool scene when he rubs out like a lot of standout moments um great great casting in a weird way it all works like the the performances are great gator still looks good to this day even though it was not working for them it, it looks wonderful so honestly they shot it well so it, it never really looked fake to me um yeah lots of fun eight thousand this is a All great right. fucking movie. Nice. Glad you like it. I always like doing everyone's childhood favorites and like long time film films that they've adored on the show. It's always fun. You can you can always tell when someone enjoys like, you know, they've been waiting to talk about these for a long time. I, do, I was literally looking forward to like when Sunday morning, I was like, I want to watch it today. It's finally time. Like I was fucking excited. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed the show, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Filmgasm Productions. Uh, you can send us a message there or an email at filmgasm at gmail.com if you want to recommend films or send us any feedback. If you want to support the show, you can click on support this podcast on your podcast provider. We appreciate uh, any donations. Next week, we're going into the realm of Cosmic Dread with the 2016 indie horror flick, The Void, Colton's pick of the cycle. A police officer delivers a patient to an understaffed hospital, soon experiences strange phenomena somehow connected to a group of mysterious hooded figures. I've heard this is pretty Lovecraftian. Uh, I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm looking forward to watching it. So cool pick. Uh, Colton will be on next week. And uh, yeah, we'll do, the, we'll do The Void. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, I have not seen it. I know, I believe it's directed by Steve Kostansky, PG Psycho Gorman. Um, and yeah. And I've heard lots of good things. I heard this thing gets wild. Um, so it's been on my radar. Uh, I'll probably watch it myself just because I've been wanting to anyway. And then it gives me a reason to listen to the show. And, you know, get to hear Colton and his uh, long-awaited return. He's been watching. He's been on here. So yeah, It's been a few. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Don't miss Cocktail on Friday's Beyond the Bad and Magnolia on Oscar Sunday. If you're looking forward to the sneak preview, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but that show has ended due to frequent burnout. But we promise to keep our three remaining shows alive and thriving, and we hope you, we hope you continue to listen. Just wasn't feasible for us anymore. But you know, huh. we've refocused, and these three shows are our priorities, and we're going to make these as epic as they've ever been. Hold on, like, what if we say that, and then like next year? Okay, so we're getting rid of Beyond the Bed. <laughs> it's just every year one goes away. That would suck. I would. I'd hate to. I'd hate to do that. Um, in the meantime, don't flush any baby gators down the toilet. Later, gators. Keep watching movies. Mm-hmm.